get ready for Dead Beat Radio. Alright. Once again, it is that time. Welcome back to Dead Beat Radio. I'm your host, Lance Adams. We're here on the Stage Diver Network, as always. It is a pleasure to be back. We have a wonderful show ahead of us, I hope, as we do every time we sit down to do this. We start off with a man behind the boards, making it happen, pulling up them cool, slick Thunderbirds, Mr. Terry Snow. What's up? What's Not up? Much, man. Good to see you again. Good to see you, brother. We have a, uh, a very good guest this week. I'm excited for this, someone that I know and love uh, for a while, but uh, haven't got a chance to just sit and bullshit with a fellow stage diver, uh, on-air personality, I'm in the a cult. comedian, a producer, and my friend, most important, Chase Dyer. How are you doing? I'll do pretty good. You're all smooth sounding in jazz at the I, beginning. I try. That's what I do, You're man. You're like I the do. wisest man at the Waffle yeah, House. With the, like, the wisest man <laughs> at the Waffle House. You're going to tell me the house. healthiest item and why you found out in the life-changing moment as to why that was the healthiest I, item. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a healthy guy, so I doubt that. I'm more likely to tell you the thing that's just a bit, the Ron Swanson, like the oh, yeah. best. That's the thing with a good voice, though. It's mm. misleading. You know? So uh, I, I've had a recent uh, uh, a life shift recently. I've changed jobs. I did retail forever, Uh-oh. and you know I worked for the video game retailer for a long time. What are you doing and, now? Uh, doing the call center, inbound tech support. You got the voice for it. Oh, dude, all day long. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. So that was a good theme. We're keeping the theme going here. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, I get compliments from all the time. I just and this is my shtick, and it works out the same way. You know, I work for a, a company that does. I, I try not to give shit away, so I don't tag them in anything. But um, I work for them. So we, we introduced the yeah, yeah, yeah. We, when we introduced the um, are you like the company? Te- are you a support line or yeah. are you a sales line? No, no sales. Okay. Inbound tech support only. Couldn't be easier. So no so quotas. Really. No. Well, we have metrics, but every job has a metric. Yeah, but I mean, you don't but, have to like get sales. No, no, no. Uh, so you get the good uh, one. Oh, it's great! It's great, yeah. and it's it's only a little pay cut from where I was, but it's overtime bonuses. You know, they, they hire a ton of uh, 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 just people that hate it, and so the washout rate is ridiculous. Yeah, and so it's fairly easy to be like semi competent, showed up here, you know, decent at the job, ready for promotion. So that's kind of how it works. And uh, I've already just received more validation there than I did four years the last place I was just because they're like, oh, my God. So when we get in class, there's all kinds of different people. Some people from day one. You got class? We did five weeks of paid training, so uh, did it was you a have classroom. To go anywhere? No, same place, but it was a, a classroom style environment for most of the time. How long are the classes? Uh, uh, eight hours, just like a regular job shift. Oh, geez. Um, but it was still, you know. So you did a two, semester. Two, pretty much five weeks. I mean, yeah. it was two, um, two 15 minute breaks, paid, or, you know, uh, for paid 15 minutes, lunch, just like any job. Um, and, uh, you know, it was cool. A lot of downtime. We were, you know, doing our thing. Everybody was joking, and so it was cool. Uh, but uh, you could ride from like day one, be like, never make it. Never make it, make it, but to get fired, you'll do okay. Like just instantly, because there's so, all kinds of different p- people. Police there. academy mindset, and so you, you know, people look at me and just like, what is that? And yeah. so, but I haven't had a chance to speak in my personality. Be known, people purely judge me on my looks, which is, you know, I look like the kind of guy that would have little girls chained in his basement. You look like a uh, prison tat. Yeah, I mean, you. like I get it. I this is what would happen if Hogwarts had an auto shop teacher. <laughs> 
And so I'm cool with that, but I know who I really am internally. It's the Mike Tyson in reverse, right? I, I look super tough and then sound, or I, I don't look tough and then I sound, you know, this way. So it's, it's a total flip flop of what you see. So all day long, yeah. I answer the phones, you know, good afternoon. Thank you for calling. I don't know if blank. I'd say you look tough as much uh, as just like white trash say. Yeah, I guess again, uh, not what I sound like. His is yeah. I'm tough and then I sound like a Smurf. Mine is uh, I would again rape you in the back of a van, but I sound like a 70s radio DJ. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's my dynamic, but it's the same kind of thing. It's And so all day long, I'm like, good afternoon. Thank you for calling Casey my employer. Casey uh, <laughs> my name is Lance. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking to? And then people are just like, oh my God, you have the best voice for this. And like for the first five minutes, I'm just buttering them up, which is great. Because when they go, I've been billed too much and I don't use it and I want a refund. And we go, oh, I'm sorry, we don't give refunds on the basis of non-use. I'm terribly sorry. And so that's what I do. And then people ask me a question and I look it up and go, okay, here's the instructions. Here's what we do. Okay, okay, okay. All right, are we good? Okay, you and the baby have a good time, Merle. I'll see you later. Bye. And that's it. That's what I do. It's great. I'll tell you the gig um, you need. You need to be the guy that, that reads the side effects after fucking drug commercials. Great. You got that great. quick, smooth draw. You'd make it not sound that bad. I went Explosive to... diarrhea? I don't know. It sounds like I could take a good nap after that, the way he says it. I went to broadcasting school. I have a degree in it. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Radio was my, uh, uh, my choice. And then uh, the school went bankrupt like a week after graduation because I had to uh, take some time off. We kind of like radio in general yeah we were promised um was it the uh, trump school or no, ITT no. Tech? but it, it, it works a lot was like it one those. of those like devry hey get off your couch <laughs> kind of kind of i mean like kind of it what was you doing right it now? was tv and radio and you got uh, a smooth ass voice uh uh it was a, a a quick program but you they would help you with job placement and they would do a lot of help oh, you make right, your yeah. package because they had the studio and stuff yeah. and then so we graduated and then like a week later my firstborn son uh, uh was born and so i took some time off because after school we were supposed to um be able to go back in and that's have like time in epic the, studio. the way you said that like it's my firstborn son like he's well, gonna, like he's gonna be a warrior and avenge your death what i meant to say was my, <laughs> my first born uh, like i'm you're leaving him like the crown ship afterwards we're in trouble if he takes over the king <laughs> let me tell you this this kid's not right if he takes over the throne we are fucked house of adam's firstborn oh, god um <laughs> shit i hope my daughter pulls a game of thrones Morris and town like, is yours you just have to stay the path our best hope is Sydney, my daughter, takes a, a Game of Thrones and cuts his head off and takes the, the, the crown. Oh, That's the best yeah. hope we got. She's okay. she's smart. Uh, he's in trouble. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's in trouble. Oh. But what I meant to say was my firstborn, and I meant to say my son, and they both kind of crossed paths, and it came out all regal. My firstborn son. Because I have a firstborn. He is a son. You and this said was, that in cursive. Uh, well, it felt like... <laughs> <laughs> I said that. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Anyway, so um, I took the time off, and when I went back to do my package and get my uh, after-school you know, job placement, they went bankrupt and closed. I couldn't get any of my stuff. I didn't even get my diploma because I still owed like 100 bucks. Oh. And I was I was class valedictorian. Uh, they hold that uh, for like 100 on you? That's yeah, yeah. I hadn't paid off. I paid like 100, and I was class valedictorian. I had the mm-hmm. highest uh, grades in the class. You got to pay off that bookstore, bro. Damn, dude. <laughs> that yeah, bookstore will get I guess you. so, man. And uh, so that dream just went down the tubes. But I'm trying to use it here. I use it at work. You know, my goal it's is like Goodwill to... broadcast. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's exactly right. But uh, I like the job. It's fun. I do get a lot of validation. They're doing Halloween parties uh, this uh, week, uh, so I may break out Rob Zombie again. Oh, you got uh, a company mixer? They, you know what? They're pretty cool about that stuff. They're they're one of those like, hey, we're a family companies, which is kind of a bit cheesy. I used but, to work for a couple of those, and I'm just too much of a pessimist. Uh, I'm I'm a cheese ball. 
Yeah. As you know, for everything from mumble rap to bro country to yeah. disco, I'm a cheeseball B-movie guy, and yeah. uh, I love that shit. So I'm kind of on board. I see the irony of it. I'm not stupid. I, I, one time I was, uh, was when I worked at Tomato Head. I don't work there anymore, so I'll throw them under the bus. Do you think? Yeah. I do my thing because it keeps me safe. That way, if anybody from work ever tunes in and goes, what the fuck? And you can go, nope. Nah, I, I didn't say anything. I do. Yeah, but anyway. Like, I got peoples to feed. I was working there, and one of the waitresses walks up to me, and she goes, apparently Tomato Head ran out this old bowling alley and was like, come bowl and blow. Blah, 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 staff only. And she's like, are you going to go to the bowling thing? And I was like, no. Why not? It's like, I come to work to make money, not friends. It's like, well, if there's a thing on my W-2 that said friends made, then luckily, it up. Luckily, they only do it at work. I mean, they do stuff other, like they're doing the trunk or treat tonight in the big parking lot. But they have like hat day where you can wear a hat. And hat they day? have like, what do you, go you to, know, do you pajama work in a middle day. School? It's kind of like that. It really is. Uh, and they have like pajama day. And so where people, and so a lot of people don't, but you can. So they do contests for this, that, and the other. Dude, if you refer people, you can make bank. Oh, my God. You can win <laughs> it's like. one of those jobs? Yeah, dude. Like $250 like, bonus. 55-inch TVs, all kinds of shit. They oh, got a damn. switch. Dude, there's a switch on the table right now. What partnership do you have? Like, uh, Renaissance or Best Buy? I don't know, but Aaron's? it works. Uh, it works. And so um, I, I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. But they're doing Halloween. Um, they're doing a contest. I don't know what they're going to win. But if they're giving 55-inch TVs for referrals, it might be something. You got to go win that shit. I think I'm going to pull out Rob Zombie again. You guys both saw it. Oh, yeah. I, Rob Zombie was solid. I think that was competition worthy. Um, I would do Blackjack Cadillac, my cowboy wrestler, mm-hmm. bad guy from the 80s, as you've seen yes, in your yes. movie. Um, to my and skin. I, yeah, I, it's not HR appropriate. Uh, <laughs> and so thought about Herschel from The Walking Dead. I don't know if either of you remember that. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, thought about doing that. I don't know if I want to do the crutches all day at work. R.I.P. So, uh, yeah, I hate that. hate that. That, that kind of sucks. For realsies uh, this time. But, yeah, uh, yeah Herschel's uh, my, uh, my, one of my old man um, idols. I, I love that. Even the actor is just great. I loved him. So. Yeah, I can see that. I like that kind of old man vibe, that wizardy kind of thing. Again, you made fun of my Santa Claus glasses earlier. Uh, oh, yeah. Santa, you, you can go. make fun of me on air if you wanted. I forgot but, all about that um, already. Uh, I, uh, I, I love the wizardly, Santa-ly, Dumbledore-y Yeah, you totally Obi-Wan. bought those glasses on purpose. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, 100%. It's a calculated move. Uh, it, it was in a, a move about six years in the making. Yeah, that's a sociopathic way to plan, I uh, My wife would hate, uh, does hate me, and would love me to tell this story to make a fool out of myself go um, for it i bought the same glasses pretty much uh i don't know um before Lindsay and i had kids uh i love the non-nose piece um, that yeah. was my thing and i didn't even have the wizard beard back then it was a total different me but um i love the no nose piece because they don't have for glasses wearers no. um those nose pieces you get either come on any metal frame or with plastic frames you can get around them yeah, like for, yours yeah, right for, for a guy that makes a lot of pedophile jokes you dress like a toy maker yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I i see the irony i'm just glad the cops uh don't uh don't dig too deep on that and uh take a look at me uh, yeah, but anywho I uh, I love the the non nose piece, and I look like a douche in plastic frames. It just doesn't work for me. So have you tried uh, it? Yeah, yeah, I oh, tried them on. It's awful. I look like a total douche. Yeah. So um, and I wanted to like them. I tried. I was like, I'll get some this time, and I, I hated them. Um, and so I found these, loved them. Um, just absolutely the greatest things ever. Um, change jobs, lose insurance. Change jobs, lose insurance. And my son broke them. And that a boy, yeah, yeah, by accident. You know, he was maybe two or three at the time. And uh, when he broke them, I like, I, I pulled a childish, just like, I don't want to fuck another pair. <laughs> and and so Lindsay was like, "We'll <laughs> I'm find, done with classes." We'll, now. Lindsay was like, "We'll find, we'll find you something. And we'll find those." And I was like, well, "Whatever." And so she looked for years. We looked and looked and looked. Every time I'd get insurance, we looked, we looked, we looked. We found them at a, just random, and they were back order. 
fuck. And so then we found another optometrist, and he was like, yeah, I can fucking get him. So this was like, again, six, yeah, I guess six, seven years. You just never that I was, gave I would, up. I would never get another pair. I was just like, nope, it's nope. Like a Pixar movie, a boy reuniting yeah. with his glasses. Yeah, and so I do love these glasses. Yeah. And I bought, uh, went back right before my last insurance change because I got $10 glasses. And for glasses wearers, anybody knows, that, that's big shit. That's one $10. hell of yes. a deal. It was $10. Anything over up to like 300 bucks, 350 bucks, and then you had to pay on like 80% of yeah, that. Yeah, I usually shit. get like the buy one, get one half. Yeah, yeah, and of- so... Um, before the insurance ran out, I told Lindsay, I said, we're going back, we're getting another pair. Because she got glasses, too. She she was on my insurance. She got the $10 glasses. Um, and the last time, she got those lens tinting glasses. Um, so she paid a little more. Glasses. Yeah, and she loves them, and oh, she, fancy. she pays more. Yeah, but she just still didn't pay a lot for them. I never had them. And so I didn't either. And I never had a pair of prescription sunglasses, but I said, you know what? I'm I got go my first pair. pair this year. Me, too. Me, too. Yeah. High five across the table. Yeah, Me, too. Dude. And that's I went back. I was like, I'm getting them. And they were like 50 we're, bucks. We're almost middle class. Yeah. Here. Yeah, um, and they're like fifty bucks, so still wasn't bad because you had to pay for they're seventies like aviators, and they're like actually like a greenish shade. Yeah, um, and the like the bar and the earpiece is like a green marble. They're pretty pimping. I you like. Just them. wish you were a grindhouse character. I do. They're so awesome. Um, they make me feel like like a real old school biker. Best I love them. aviators. Um, do you own Amwars? Like, uh, I, I, I do not. But uh, when I got them back, uh, you they look like were... you own like a horror movie collectible <laughs> shop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get that. I got them back, and he gave me the case while he was writing up the stuff and I looked down and it had the G and the A on it. I was like, whoa, are these Giorgio Armani? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I had no, oh damn, I I don't know if I'm worthy of some Armani shit. Like, it was it was cool. Uh, but that's the thing with glasses too, brands mean nothing. You can have like the, the coolest, like most expensive hit brand and you're like, they fit, they were so cool, they were my 70, price range. You got some 70s Coke dealer glasses. Yeah, yeah, so I go from the Santa, I jump to like the uh, disco to, guy. Yeah, to the kind of disco guy and I like it. Also yeah. would work really well on cop. It'd be to a man cop that would pair. kill at a Bee Gees concert. <laughs> yeah. I would. No I one's love staying alive. No, I love the no. Bee Gees. And I, I would kill um, at a Bee Gees concert. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they're one of my all-time favorite bands. I can love see it. that. Um, you look like you're in love like a cover em, band. Love them. Love them. I've played some Bee Gees. The Beard Gees. When I, oh, that's good. That's oh. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I did do music before comedy, I did. Um, uh, I did do some. Oh, Bee you're Gees one covers. of those too. Yeah, yeah. I did do some Bee Gees <laughs> I covers. You did, I thought you did acting before comedy. I did. It, I did that too. I did that too. But uh, I did. I played in a three-piece. Uh, so you're one of the musicians. Yeah, I played in a three-piece stoner uh, <laughs> rock band. What was your name? So, uh, okay, so for the record, I just want to say first, oh, come I on, never man. liked the name. Yeah. I got outvoted, but just, I'll give it to you anyway. Yeah. And I'll, I'll even back it up and tell the whole explanation, but I, I did not yeah. vote for it. Let's B-W-A-N. That's... What? Why? <laughs> What's the symbolism? Who's Ann? Band without a name. Because we, because we could never there was three of us and so we voted everything two out of three again I don't it's like it it's like a stepdad that started um, smoking again type of cool two name two out of three I did not like the, the I love the band love the guys I hated the name BWN um, we could never vote on a name we kept trying nobody would like anybody's suggestions so finally the two of them one of them spouted out BWN band without a name you the other one liked it not having a name I didn't like it I didn't like it and I love acronyms and they uh, they yeah we had to explain it, it was we like, have so oh. much of a not name it takes uh, it's three so, words to explain how every much of a time, not name that we have. Every time. All right. So I'm sure you, as you have your high as fuck lander or Haffle or whatever, have yeah. to also explain the name every time somebody asks you. No. No? I, no. no? Okay. I tell them it's the dumbest shit ever. Okay, good. Listen. So, well, that's good. But I like the music. I just didn't like the name. But the two of them came up with it. They liked it. I Every time people like, oh, you're in a band? What's your band's name? And you're like... 
B-W-A-N. Boyan? What is Boyan? I didn't say Boyan. I said B-W-A-N. And uh, it was just a three-piece stoner rock. I played bass and sang. And then uh, we have records. Actually, B-W-A-N has records in the studio right now. They have a song Um, called The Wolf. Yeah. um, I brought Terry (laughs) some some CDs. uh, Yeah, also called The Nunchuck and The Throwing Star on your Gatlinburg cover. We... uh, we did not, but uh, it's the the original plan, and hopefully the plan still you guys is. Got beef with the Oak Ridge boys? No, but I, that that would be a cool feud. I would like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but uh, uh, the point was to do that music for theme songs for the show. Yeah, and it would be cool. It's my music because it, it is the rights to it's it. a garage band. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. some of it. There are some covers I probably don't like. Some cream covers that I couldn't do. <laughs> oh, um, coming but, in twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah, music, but it was just we were just we started just jamming and liked it, and we were just a blues rock, stoner rock, you know, trio doing some Sabbath and some Credence and some, shit. Yeah, Cheech and Chong inspired style. Yeah, kind of. You know, earache my eye cover. We wrote a country song that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like I liked it, and so um, when that ended, years kind of like by, Ween, um, <laughs> like Ween, more like Spinal Tap, I'd uh, say than anything. So, okay, um, but uh, they the guys well, Ween's like the Spinal Tap of jam went, bands. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, all I really know is push little daisies and make them come up. That's the only Ween I know. Oh, dude, and the, so, they, the, 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 the Mollusk album. I know they did so the uh, they did a country album. Okay, oh, I've heard that because they go to Nashville and get all these. Yeah. Uh, I think the joke is that they got all these guys named Buddy. They were like, I've never seen so many guys named Buddy. The other funny thing about them is like, and they're like a complete stoner psychedelic band for people that don't know. And like they say their name's based off a demon god. But uh, they inspired SpongeBob. The creator based it all off the Mollusk album. Really? Yeah, and the the entrance theme or whatever, or what um from the movie actually. In the movie, there's a Ween song that was specifically written for SpongeBob because the creator cool. like, had reached out. Ah, I didn't weird know that. meeting of worlds. Yeah, that's cool, man. I had no clue. That is really, really cool. Because well, the demos are oddly speci- like similar in that a lot of people like Ween, like SpongeBob. It's just adults that. Okay, too much that makes acid. sense. That makes sense. Uh, when I was um, a young adult taking acid, watching SpongeBob getting high, um, a lot of my friends liked Ween and SpongeBob, and that makes sense. Yeah. I couldn't get into the Ween. Um, I, I'm familiar with who they are, but I didn't know that. But like, yeah. I know they're following their style of music, and I know a few hits. Like Ween's you know. like the Tech Nine of like bands, and that for me anyway, where it's like half their stuff is too damn weird, and then the other half their stuff's like this is brilliant. Yeah, uh, you know what? I get that. Uh, I like a lot of um, I, you know my music taste is all over the place, but um, I do like um, like Tom Waits and stuff like that. Tom uh, Waits, love him, absolutely love him. And some of his shit, there were there are times where you're like, oh Tom, man, what have you? That, he, there's one on um, he did a, a three piece record, um, Brawlers, Ballers, and Bastards, and it was just this weird collection of music. And one of the songs on it is literally just this weird. You know how his music, if, if you're familiar, it's just like weird, just weird sounds. Yeah. And he reads from the diction, the encyclopedia. He literally. The army ant will travel three hundred miles to seek a mate, and he just reads the whole song, and it's it's all and it's like Tom, man, I I, I get some avant garde shit, but I would rather have the songs and the emotion, you know, the 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 old fifty five and and the real songs. I yeah. prefer that. Just want to write you know. Prague on a rock yeah. and throw it down. <laughs> some shit. See, okay, so let me ask you something because I know. Um, as a comic, you've you've been a comedian for uh, you know I think longer than I have because when I met you, you were already doing comedy. So how how long have you been doing comedy? Honestly, I guess for four years, five years. Okay, so we're right at the same time. Five years, I guess we must have met just in the beginning then. So okay, yeah. I thought you were there a bit longer. But um, 
as as a comic uh, and somebody who does have a love for the absurd, and I've known you long enough to know you do. I mean, anybody listens to your show knows, um, you know. And with this, we we love that too, but we kind of cut to the real person. But so you you do love the absurd theater of the absurd, as it were. And, yes, yes. And you know, I love that. And so, um, do you find a place where weird gets weird? Just for the sake of weird, and you draw out. You're like, I'm done. Yeah, you cross I hate the line. it. I, the way I put it is, I hate it when Americans go up and try to do bad British comedy. I hate that shit. Definition, like example. I've seen a kid. One time I was in Ohio, and I saw a kid go up and just start reading like from Shakespeare. Ironically, like okay. he just sat down and he was like reading a rape scene, but looking at you like I shouldn't be saying this, but I am. And it was like I just wanted to charge the stage. See, no, I love the hell out of him. I have a weird line because I'm sort of hypocritical because I do love – I would hate that too, right? So I get that. Yeah. I would hate that too. But I love Andy Kaufman reading The Great Gatsby. Yeah. that's. I guess there's something different about it maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's because he established himself first. Yeah. Is that it? Is, I you know, don't know. Like, you have to prove – you have to earn my respect and then you can it's, get away with more and more. It's weird for me. I'm a curmudgeon. I don't like it. <laughs> when, I, when it comes to watching shit on stage, it's, it's like you – know, I like comedy, like done right. I don't right. like – People pretending it's a yard sale every week and doing different theme shows and trying desperately to bring uh, like fans to a show doing a half-assed version of Whose Line Is It Anyway. See, I'm not a fan of that stuff. I've talked about it before. I don't like sketch comedy. I don't like improv. Yeah, either um, film it or my fuck thing. off. Yeah, not my thing. No, I like. I take that back to some degree. There are some stage uh, or um, uh, sketch comedy gr- things I do like. I loved The State when I was in high school. Yeah. I like Kids in the Hall. Um, I like a few sketches from Chappelle's show. Yeah, stuff like that. And I like I a love. few, but I, see, I don't like the shows in general. But every now and then, I'll see a, a specific sketch, and I'm like, yeah. "All right, that's funny. That's funny." Yeah. But in general, I don't like that. I don't like improv. I hate whose line is it anyway. Um, just not my thing. I, I don't I, like I, it. Improv is half of comedy to me. To be a good stand-up comic, you have to be good at improv in general, just to fill a crowd, work a crowd, fill the energy of a room. Oh yeah, no, be I able to carry that. a longer set, and like it, it bugs me because. People that don't understand comedy like get really impressed when they hear improv, and it's like, no, they're just doing half of what a good comic does. I agree. I totally agree with that. I don't like the, give me a place. All right, now give me a profession. Yeah, All right, now sexual position. Okay, we got that. I, I just, and it's the not whole, my thing. And it's, it's the whole thing is it's they awkward. have, like, and if they've been doing it long enough, they have like eight or nine different triggered responses for anything yeah. they're asking already. I had to do a, a, an improv weekend class. I guess I didn't have to, but um, I was working for a long time. <laughs> I was burlesque. made. Burlesque. I was working with the burlesque groups. Oh, of course and, you were. Um, we were doing like a vaudeville style show. And so as the, the comedian, or we worked with other comedians. Jay was on a couple shows, but um, as the, the kind of mainstay comedian, um, she had me doing a lot of sketches and, and kind of Muppet showy kind of stuff, right? Like yeah. I was Kermit. I hosted the show and I would appear in sketches and help her do some things like sketches that. Sketches is what people who um, don't do comedy go to right away uh, and want to write for Yeah, and I didn't, I, I was like, I'll do it. But I, I, my problem was I was more of just a, hey, let's put on the character and go. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to do it. So she wanted me to write, take this um, sketch workshop class with her, but it was hosted by um, uh, Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. Hmm. So i you know, uh, fucking yeah, 70 show bad. and Invader Zim and Lilo and Stitch. And so I was like, uh, yeah. And it was a writing workshop. So I was like, okay, cool. And so we had to kind of write a sketch, but writing was something I really did kind of want to mer- learn more about. But then the next day, so we meet with him, hang out, write sketches, talk writing. Next day, we actually do an improv workshop, and we meet with him and do improv stuff. I wasn't crazy about that part. And then the third day, they took and the, they did improv from some of the local improv groups because a lot of the 
class participants were them. Yeah. And then they chose some of the sketches we had written from Friday night and performed them. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, you know, it's fun. To, I, my sketch got picked, so I had to act in my sketch. Um, but uh, it was it was okay. But it was mainly about just meeting Kevin McDonald, getting him to autograph my Invader Zim DVDs. Yeah. And I just I'm not a fan of the whole shtick. I don't know. I I, it bugs me. I find it awkward. I it find it very bugs awkward. Me. It, it bugged the hell out of me. It's weird because, like, improv is one of those... Like, people will leave a stand-up show because too many people do comedy. And they'll leave a stand-up show and they'll be like, I know someone that can do that. And it's like, no, you just saw a lot of people that are only doing half of what it takes uh, to be I'll, a good comic. I, I should be a comedian. People work tell me I'm funny. Yeah, it's like, no, you go watch Carlin, you're not going to come back saying that. It's no. just, you watch Comedy Done Right, you're not going to come back saying that. It bugs the hell out of me. And improv is a thing with, that's like, yeah, you probably know someone that can do that. Yeah. It's very easy to fucking be guided into something yeah. clever to say. I agree with that. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that there's not an art to it and it, that it's, it's not, not that there's it's an art not, to it. Um, I, I just it's it, not something you can be good or bad or in the middle. Yeah. But I think the levels are different. I think being medium at improv means yeah. you're fairly good at improv. But you know, yeah. like there's a I don't know, it takes it just takes a different talent and it's not my thing. I but find yeah, it boring that, to watch. With that quirky stuff on stage, it's if you're clever about it, it's fine. But if you're just going up there and just like farting into a mic and giggling and I don't know how to explain it. It just bugs the hell out of me. If it yeah. like if you're trying to like win me over with your whimsy, like I don't like I, I hate that. Well, your stand up's very um straight ahead. I mean, it's very, you know, straightforward. You don't um you don't depend on um, you know, like goofy stories. You tell real life stuff. Yeah. You tell observational style things and you're sharp-witted and well-worded and you have a droll um Stephen Wright-esque uh uh tone. Is that is that fair? Not like in yeah. his style of writing, but you come across in this droll kind of you've said it earlier curmudgeon kind yeah. of way and it comes off in this real flat uh, vocal tone, but with this super sharp cutting wit, and I like that. I like the dichotomy. I like somebody sounding unimpressed telling me something impressive. Yeah, and you really nailed that. I think. I well, think that's your you. your style. Um, <laughs> I don't know I if that's what you picture yourself to do. If that's your goal, but that's how it comes out I to just, me. I just go up and try to be comfortable. And that's the thing. That's, I've been yelling a lot lately. Really, it feels good. It's good to see you back. Actually, you took a, a, a little sabbatical for a while, yeah. uh, and, and I'm doing mine now, so yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, I'm in you my You always got to drive forever to get here. Yeah, and right now with the job and money change situation, I've been um, you know, uh, not able to do a lot. If somebody calls me and says, can you do a show, I'll work it out and get there if I can, but I, I can't really like yeah, but it takes active you about open an hour. mic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did Chattanooga last week. Uh, oh, so that was like three hours. Uh, yeah, from my house, it was like two and a half Uh but it was a costume show. I did Blackjack Cadillac. That's what I did for that. Uh, so I performed in my chaps and my belt and my wrestling trunks. And then show your ass again? Oh, yeah. Well, not not fully. This was, um, uh, mm. remember the, the wrestling character I did for uh, the party at uh oh yeah Terry's for movie. inside out yeah, yeah you yeah. were there that night uh yeah uh, so that the so the fringe chaps the wrestling trunks the vest no shirt uh the cowboy hat and glasses okay um and so uh i did it as that and i was like this is my 80s tribute to pro wrestling bad guys and i was like which is really just me in less clothes because it's just me yelling and pointing a lot, and that's really me anyway. Yeah, in a way. A, I am a yelly guy. I'm yeah. a loud, boisterous comic. Yeah. Uh, I got that's a space trailer. <laughs> that's a space trailer. That's no moon. That's yeah. a space trailer. Um, I got told by somebody the other day, uh, it's been a while back, I guess, but um, that I was uh, reminded them of an old-timey cowboy poet. Yeah. I liked that. I can see that. I liked that. 
I was like, I do consider myself a storyteller. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was cool. <laughs> so I'm I'm uh I'm gonna matches stick with glasses. That. Yeah, matches my uh my uh. My... You ever get famous? They're gonna think you're a time traveler because you look just like so. 800 other dead judges from the <laughs> Midwest. So. Yeah, <laughs> maybe uh maybe I should do some Red Dead Redemption porn. It's probably yeah, hot right there. Now. You go. Proof gonna... Lance Adams time travel yeah. that just shows 800 different dead sheriffs. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, I like it. Speaking of time travel, let's go back in time. And uh, we said we met about the same time, started comedy. How did you get into it? You mentioned music earlier. Is that is that you too? Did you come no, music hell first? Hell no. No? I almost died. Almost died. I was training to be a wrestler. I wanted to be a wrestler. Okay. Okay. This is no bullshit. This is yeah, real? I okay. Wanted, I wanted to be a wrestler. I was like, I don't know, like 30 or 40 pounds heavier. And okay. I was training every day. I'd reached out to this dude named Mr. Hughes who lives in Atlanta okay. who owns the old WCW power plant. Cool. And he'd pumped out a couple people in the WWE and it was close to home. It was he had a deal where you could like pay to go to school and then you would have a room that you could stay in there and you worked there and all this other stuff. So it was like a cool little setup all right. and you could pay for a year. I forgot the price. But obviously he, reasonable, obviously something yeah. you could do. It wasn't like eight billion dollars. Yeah, and so yeah, uh, he sent us these tapes uh, or DVDs to like kind of get me ahead on my way there, and we like emailed a bunch or whatever. And then I don't know. In between that and me getting into comedy, like I my appendix ruptured randomly. Mm. I had to go into emergency Ouch. surgery. Almost went septic. I was in the hospital Damn. all day. It was like. So ended up staying overnight. I got there like eight in the morning. I had a morphine drip all day, so I don't really remember much. I just oh, yeah. I, I remember waking up and just being like, "Oh, wait, well, yeah, there's my uncle." That's bad because my mom and him hate each other. Shit, why is he here? <laughs> this is not good. Then no. fall asleep, wake up. Oh, there's my aunt. Oh, this isn't good because my mom and her hate each other. This is uh. not good. And I wake up and yeah, you know, after that it was, it was right next to Side Splitters where I was. No, okay. com- comedy is always something I was interested in. So you're, you, again, last week we talked to Emily Gwynn. Do you know Emily? Yeah. So I just met Emily, and she was really saying she wasn't a big comedy fan and got into it late. So you're you're like me. You're a lifelong, you're a lifer. Yeah, I've you, liked it for a while. Okay. I just didn't think about doing it. And my problem is, like, I half the jokes I just started telling now are jokes I've said for fucking the past decade. I just right. didn't think they were funny to other people. And then it turns out that they're hilarious to other people. I don't, I don't know. And I went to high school with Chase, and he was always like the class clown and right. stuff like that. So it was, See, it was natural for him. You yeah. guys go way back. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah, I, just, uh, I don't know. I just talk too damn much. Well, I always thought about that was kind of me, and I would kind of always do these bits in my head. And we've talked about it before, but I think one of the big things with comedy is that um, you don't really know how to start. There's not like a course for it there's not like yeah. you don't know you just go to an open mic and sign up and that's where you start and like people don't don't know that and it's sort of one of those things it's like a secret society for a long time yeah that's my how first people show preach was uh, after chris Catan's early show okay okay <laughs> i'd follow that you followed the Catan. okay yeah dude i love chris Catan. i don't know about his stand-up comedy never seen that per se i basically went on stage and did a half-assed joe rogan impression for the most part okay well, that's what i do on the show so that's <laughs> yeah. that's good that's pretty much what i do here and on debbie radio and i in think, front of my mom and her friends. Oh, okay. Bummer, bummer. And then I was like, fuck side splitters. There's got to be somewhere downtown. And then I met Ratliff. Oh, uh, again, yes. We yeah. were all too familiar with J.C. Ratliff. He was actually the very first guest on Deadbeat Radio. That's one hell of a grab. 
Yeah, so. he got him before he blew his career up. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Um, so you know, we 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 know JC well, and yeah. uh, I can still smell him. Uh, you know, I don't uh, know what that means, but it uh, it seems appropriate nonetheless. That's the thing with Ratliff; it all sticks. It does. It's it the does. best. So, how did you do your first time? How the other dog than shit? That, the, the first time I did at Carlio's uh, was amazing. Okay, did I a lot was better. Good well, because I, I filmed myself at Side Splitters and just cringed at it all, and I was like, all right, fuck that. Okay, so you have your tape of your very first time? No, it's gone now. Okay, gone now. I, I, I try to take all video of me offline. I don't want that shit. Really? I don't, I don't want to record an album right now, blow I, my first hour, give up on fame already. Fuck I that. am. I try so hard to get a good tape, and, and I know Terry's going to take this personal note me for doing but uh, I try so hard, and every time something always happens. It happens. It's, just, oh, I get it's you. a curse. Same it thing happened happens. to me, too. All my stuff ended up getting on a phone. Yeah, somebody bumps into the camera, somebody talks. It's hard to film the comedy. If Some, you're not in a professional Yeah, setting. it is. It really is. It really is. Now, um, the worst is I paid for a gig. I've told this uh, on here before, but I paid for uh, 30, 30 bucks for you know twenty five minutes. And it was where the hell by, do they do that? Um, it was just a setup show. It was uh, somebody had set it up. Uh, Danny Whitson. Pay Whitson's. on go on. Um, no, not really. Um, it was basically of course a, it was Danny. <laughs> Danny Whitson set it up at the Grove, which is a great venue. He said, "Hey, we we all need tapes, so I've got this gig, and we're all just going to pitch in, and, and we're, it's only invite only, so there were no like random drunk heck." Everybody bought a ticket, knew why they were there. I think it was free, actually, but everybody knew why they were there. It was invite only. So we didn't pad the audience, but it was like, hey, please come. We don't need you. It's not a bringer show. We'll go on if nobody's here. But we're doing this. You come be a part. people there for good taste. Yeah. And so um, we, but we didn't have the drunk heckler who just wandered in or the, you know. The, I love them. The, I know, but when you're making a tape, you don't want that. So yeah, we tried too. to avoid that. And, um, you know, it was going good. You don't you know, know the success of heckler The owned. first two, uh, you know, I don't want to go that bad. <laughs> That's, a, that's somebody else's gig. Uh, a heckler, a heckler owns. Owns. No, I don't want to own anybody. Uh, you just but, plant some people and then make fun of uh, them. Go viral. Yeah, that that works. But it didn't. We did the exact opposite this time. But what we did was turn out to plant a comic who blew the show and and fucked everything up. Oh, who the, was it? Uh, 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 I'll keep names off just in case. Say but, it. Uh, I'll tell you off air. Fuck them. Uh, this ain't half of us, but how we do it around here. Um, who was on the lineup? I'll uh, guess who it was. Uh, okay, okay, no, that's not going to happen. So, uh, especially, please, part of the story, just bear with me. So, My the first two comics went up and did good. And the first two comics are comics you know well and have seen a thousand times, and they did fine. And again, here's the deal. It's good, your, good, good on them. It's your time. Pay for your money, do your thing. If you fuck it up, you're the one that paid for your set and paid this to get your footage. This is such a weird dynamic. You know, well, you're paying to get your footage, and that's the way it is with anything. I mean, if you get you need headshots, you pay for them. You need film, you pay for it. I, have I mean, no headshots. Um, I don't either because I've never paid for it. But <laughs> they I have, creep me out. I Every have, comic's headshots look like the school shooter pose for a Vogue shoot. Yeah, mine's gonna look like a mugshot. I'm yeah, sure. I don't like it. But um, anyway, the comics trying uh, to look pretty. The only best thing I've ever had is, is a few shots that somebody's got on stage, like a, with a good camera. Same and I've been here. Like that. Yeah. I'll take that. So. Um, I, I was supposed to go on, like, fourth. First two comics went fine. The third comic... How many are on the lineup? Uh, f- one, two, three, five. Five. Oh, okay. And, um... It was again. Two comics went up and did did okay. You know they got their money's worth. The third comic went up and was so drunk, had been drinking. Was so drunk. Oh, I so better drunk. know who it was. So drunk. Um, he literally walked his own mother. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, saw that happen. But he he never told a joke. He stumbled. He mumbled. He fucked Judd Donald Trump. And it was just one of those things where he was just anything that came in his head. And and he was and finally was like, fuck you, suck my dick. And he tried to pick fight with the audience. Um, it was 
it was very obvious who who there who was there with him. It was just it was we invited our own people, and you could spot everybody's people, right? And so you could tell. I'd met his mom early in the the, the night in the lobby. Fucking walked his own mom, and I had to follow him. Hell yeah! And the thing was, we we didn't have a host per se. We were waterfalling, where each comic does their set. When the, you know their time is done, the public enemy brought they, you up. They as introduced his good friend. No, he didn't ever. I, I had to go first. Danny <laughs> oh, cold open. Danny went and pushed him off the stage. <laughs> I came up and introduced myself. He came back up. I pushed him off stage. I go back at that point. I introduce myself cold open and go into my, my paid set. Uh, I really got my money's worth, let me tell you. Dude, I would have uh, had so much fun with that. Now, there's 25 minutes of it now, and parts of it are good. If I was knew anything about editing, I could get some decent clips out of it. Um, but it's still not what I paid for. Very upset, very pissed off. Um, I did my best. The audience, you know, I brought them back. I did good. I'm very happy with what happened. But it is not what I paid for. It is not what I expected. It's not what it was meant to be. Huh. And uh, I was not happy about that. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. But uh, anyway, so I, I too am a lifelong fan. I know you. We, we talked about earlier. You know, you bring a lot of your own real life into comedy. Um, you don't tell like absurd stories, even though you love absurdities and things. You don't really tell uh, absurd stories. Yeah, I mean, I've tried and it just doesn't match my vibe. <sighs> yeah, I've I've tried for things that couldn't work, but you do really well again with taking a, a curmudgeonly droll, uh, cynical look at you know. Um, I remember when you had the cancer <coughs> scare. You know, we were we were, yeah. we were definitely already um, friends in and been working together for a couple of years. At that point, you had the cancer scare and you talked about it on stage. You know, you took a time off and came back and talked about it. Yeah, dude, I'm brave as hell. Um, you know what? I <laughs> I think it is brave, but no, I think it's, it's what, not. It's easy. I'm it, like, oh hell yeah, dude! They're gonna think I clap no matter what. This is great. So okay, no, no, I, I disagree, and here's why. Um, as as you know, I too, um, one of the things I, I do love about you, and I think that have made us, um, you know, friends and kindred spirits, have been a, um, you know, lots of tragedy um, before we met, and still strength that, um, you know, to to come where you are. Yeah, and I dude. mean, you know, that sounds mushy, but it's true. Um, you know, you've been through a lot of adversity. Um, you know, you talked about we're um, mighty and yeah. we're brave. Well, we're alive, and yeah. that's we're that that's, too. Yeah. Mighty, brave, and alive, and uh, that's MBA. It's our band. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, you talked about your your cancer care, and you talked about you know your dad, uh, your real dad who who passed away. But um, I've heard you talk about both. I tried to talk about my daughter once, and dude, just crickets, crickets. It was awful, and I was like, I can't do this. I tried to do the edgy, yeah, you know, like, uh, th- and I just, I don't know. I, once a blue moon, yeah. I'll mention it for some odd reason. Well, the thing for me is it just it genuinely makes me laugh. I try to type it or t- tap into that energy of like when you stump your ankle and it's right. like the third thing that's gone wrong in your morning and you just laugh about it. Okay. I try to find that energy when I'm talking about stuff that's like tragic, I guess. I don't do a lot of tragedy, but like with the cancer joke, it's just, it's easy to make fun of because it's like, it was ass cancer. It was like, if, if you're doing comedy, if you're going to get like, like a, they're testing you for a cancer, let it be ass cancer. Like So another level fart joke, basically. In a way, but it's like, I, I made it more so, like I, I went that route with it, but the punch of it's just like, because I went through like five, three different uh, colonoscopies from different specialists trying to get different opinions and whatnot. And so let's say I had a white doctor's finger up my ass, I had a black doctor's finger up my ass, I had a Mexican doctor's finger up my ass. I was an Indian and an Asian doctor away from being able to summon Captain Planet with my asshole. Love it. Yeah, you know, just stupid. So, 
I basically opened with it. Cold opened with. Don't do that. I, that was awful. Yeah, I tried that. That's really where wrong. I, I cold open with. Anytime before you tell a story, open up with a clever one-liner or something to let them know that, hey, don't worry, I'm funny. I see, I don't do a lot of one-liners. They have That's to hard trust you before you let them in. Well, I don't do a lot of one-liners for me. I do stories, so most of my jokes are three to five minutes on the average, which is unusual. That's the, the Almond Brothers. Uh, no, I'm in the same boat. Uh, that's the Almond Brothers of comedy. If your yeah. jokes are three to five minutes, you, you're doing... 15 to 30 minute songs is, is for the, the music fan who doesn't understand yeah. um it's like tools yeah so i just don't do a lot of that and uh it's hard for me to do but i cold opened with it that you know hey my daughter died to tell you some things about me you know, this is how i would have opened with it okay honestly and keep in mind i'm trying to be funny uh i would walk up because i watched a guy do something similar to this in ohio um he goes well i'll, I'll if i were you i would just walk up so my daughter died and just kind of stare for a minute and just kind of let them take it in for a minute mm-hmm. and then start going. But, like, I would do it, like, because this comic named Mark Phillip in Ohio, his mom's dying right now from cancer. And he walked up and he just grabs the mic and he, he kind of stared off a little melancholy. But he said it in, like, this assured, he said it in the same way where it's like, well, Comcast is going to get shut down if I don't pay the bill soon. <laughs> like that type of bill. But he goes, he goes so my mom's dying. But with the same cadence of so like so, my boss wants me to work Saturday this fucking weekend, and because of I the, love that. because of the way he did it, like I, like half the crowd didn't laugh at first. It's one of those jokes to where like if you pause a couple seconds, like they'll all start. The whole crowd will laugh. It'll just be in different spatters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take as soon as he did it, I'm, my dumb ass was like, ha ha ha, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I just cold open with it. And was like, you know, hey, my daughter died. It's not a joke. I just figured if she went shit went downhill after this, I would at least get some pity claps. Oh, he's he's not funny, but bless his heart. And uh, crickets, nothing. No, there was nothing. That's what I did. That cold yeah. open. It was awful. You should have said it's not a joke. It's more uh, if it's not funny, just you know, pretend I, it I is. I need this. Um, I'm trying this new thing now, and I'm getting mixed reactions, but overall going well, depending on how I tell it. And this is true. Um, and I I know I invite myself for all sorts of ridicule from from will you, you will you quit trying to be rabbit this for you tell me the thing i when i was born 100 true when i was born you you're a woman um my parents uh were told that i was diagnosed with down syndrome oh hell yeah and uh yeah that's why i can say retarded uh because i i technically no I'm it's a medical term um, exactly but and it was a true diagnosis and that's that's the joke and the joke really is about my parents point of view um and and the 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 crux of it is how long did it take for them to figure it out yeah. And, like, maybe they still don't know. Like, I can see my dad, like, blaming my poor life choices on it to this day. And so that's the joke. But the, the joke is never makes fun of anybody with any handicap. I mentioned specifically I'm not making fun of uh, Down syndrome, anybody with it, your life's touched with it. Not a joke. It's a real medical condition. Dude. A real medical condition I do not have, right? I'll tell you like, what your problem is. So It's going okay. I'll tell you what the but problem okay. is. You're showing them you care too much. You, really? Yeah. Just just come out Don't there? Don't fucking care. Don't fucking care? It's not about saying fuck it and being edgy. Uh-huh. It's just about having, being confident it's in the words you're story. saying. It's a funny story. I think it's a funny yeah. story. Be, yeah, so just say it like you fucking would to your best friend. That's okay. the whole... That's what... Patty goes up and he goes... He talks about... He goes, are you Patty's good? Great. I love Patty. He goes, are you good or are you autistic good? And he goes, <laughs> he goes, Peyton Manning's considered one of the best regular season quarterbacks all time. Uh, this is before he won his last ring. He goes, one ring... Is the autistic little brother Eli Manning? 
<laughs> he's got two, you know, just the way he says it, he doesn't yeah. give you a chance to get mad because this, the, the, the context well, is so absurd. One of the and, things I make sure, and I use the word retarded all the time, but I use it in other ways. Again, it's one of those things where they, you're not talking about a child with a, 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 a handicap when you say the word retarded. You're talking about your friends that are dipping fries in their Frosties. Well, That's you got, retarded. You got two you fucking s- kids in, with medical conditions are not retarded. You're the asshole for associating it when I say it. So um, that's just my opinion. And I'm sorry if it pisses people off. But again, unfiltered, unbiased, unnecessary. Yeah, that's what we are at Deadbeat Radio. Yeah. And so I'm sorry. I say retarded. It's it's basically the Keep Louis C.K. talking CK. like that, you're going to get a disclaimer. I don't care. It's the, it's the Louis C.K. faggot joke. Yeah. And I know Louis C.K. did a lot of shitty things. But you know what? Some of his comedy bits are great. I'm not a huge fan, but I love that one. Well, to me, and it's like getting mad at words specifically exactly. is, is ridiculous because it's just noise. But I make like, sure. Like we got here from pointing and grunting to where there's a thousand different dialects, accents, a million different words. Right. It's a sound. It's like, what you do with them that matters. Yeah, if I say retard or I say autistic or I say, what are you doing, silly? Like, I'm still, in your brain, in your mind, it, the sound's different, but you're thinking the same thing. So it's I'm, like... I'm painting a picture. Same thing with yes, damn, dang, or darn, fuck, yes. screw, crap, yes. shit. It's the same thing you're thinking of. Yes. Are, am I immature for saying shit, or are you immature for getting upset at a noise and right. wanting me to make right. a different noise? Well, you're basically wanting me, want me to go, <laughs> instead of... Yes. Like, yes. It's a noise. Yes. It's, it's You're arbitrary. You're the same thing. Yes, it's arbitrary. Yeah. If I say dang or I say damn, I say god dang or god damn. And yeah. I'm a Christian, and you know what? Those words don't offend me because it has nothing to do with my belief. It's a sound. Nothing, exactly. Well, nothing. The, yeah, it's nothing. a sound. Nothing. It is a sound. Um, I, I've said this many times, and my true belief is when it comes to comedy, you have three options you can laugh, you can clap, or you can shut the fuck up. If you think something's funny, laugh. That's appropriate. Yeah. If you think something is smart, clap. If you think something is offensive or shitty or not funny, shut the fuck up. You can leave. That's an extension of shut the fuck up. Yeah. But here's the deal. Don't boo. Don't hiss. Don't heckle. Don't I, say anything. I, I want booing at comedy See, shows. that's fine for you. I want But booing. in general, I, I think it's booing. laugh. Clap or shut the oh, it, fuck it's up. It's part of my plan to heal comedy. There's too many comics. I want too booze. Many, too many comics. I, I, I want it booze. I want it just. I want the cream to stay. Okay. People that are yeah. People that are good will be fine. Do you think it takes? It's too easy to get into. Yes. That's it. I think people use it, and you don't know exactly what I'm saying. Have, have, Probably. When you go to an open mic, have people doing it or like trying to find themselves again. That they're they're looking for a group of friends to jump into, and then clinging see, to anything to be a part of, and they see how easy it is. Right. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things. Like comedy itself isn't easy, but making friends in comedy is extremely easy if you want to make friends True. in comedy. True. If you want to hang out and be accepted, all you have to do is tell someone they're funny in a room full of narcissists. Dude, you can stay true. there for three hours That's telling true. people they're funny um, and be talked to. I, I tend, <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I tend to be, um, you know, I tend to be realistically humble. I pretend brag. I think that's funny, and I, I but I pretend to be pretty humble overall. But um, I, I still a narcissist. I still have those. You know, I mean, you have to be in show business again, Terry. Even as a movie maker, you have to agree. You have to be a little egotistical on a healthy level you have to, be. to want your art to be seen. Right, you'll get run over if you're yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. You know, common and open mic especially is in a for narcissist yeah my name is chase and i'm right and this is why yeah yeah i totally agree and there are people too that want to get across a political point and some kind of agenda and those people can be annoying some people come in and try to basically passively stand up to their dad on stage there's the performance artist who's just at the wrong open mic who needs to be doing spoken word here's the thing to me i view them all as like if music has different genres so it's comedy so it's fine if you want to if you want to play some songs like that it's cool i don't like those songs but i'll admit that they can like they they exist and it's fine people can like that shit it's not like i'm gonna be like oh 
all country music should go away because I don't like a lot of it. It's like, no, I like some of it. It's okay. It can be done well. I don't care. Yeah. You know, so when it comes to like stuff like that, it, when I say it bugs me, like I don't, I don't want it like the comedy genocided away. I'm just saying it's not my favorite radio station to listen to. Yeah, yeah me neither. I'm real picky about with what comics well, I, I like. I consider political comedy right now pop music. It's oh, the easiest way hell to yeah. it's pop music comedy. It's the, hell yeah. it's the easiest way to relate to a crowd and I it's old school with me, I'm sorry. Uh but it's I honestly believe the purest form of comedy is relating to people without the crutch of politics, religion, yeah. or yep. something that is a taboo subject. I'm a political, religious With, person, and I don't do it. The stuff I just don't that like got it. me into comedy and that made me look at people and be like, damn, you're brilliant, is when someone looks at something simple from an angle no one has before. One yeah. of those, damn, why didn't I think of that? Yes. You know, yes. And you're not going to get that in a political view. Yes. Like, if. People write political bits wanting that reaction. Damn, why didn't I see the Constitution that way? Now the country's fixed. Yeah, it's not. It's no. never going to be. And it, it's, uh, it's, it's. And people tend not to appreciate the other side. Well, you know what? Smoke a little more. Um, have a glass of port when you're ready. Oh, my coffee's um, done. Uh, would you like a glass of port? Do we do a break? Uh, uh, we yeah. will do a break. Well, then we're coming up on yeah, that. If we do a break, long. I'll do the port. Okay. Coming back from break. Oh, good, good, good. Because then we have other things to discuss, and we'll yeah. get into that. But um. Um, I think, um, you know, a lot of times with um, political humor, religious humor, I think um, one of the things that, that, that fucks it up is people aren't willing to look at their own hot buttons and still see the joke first. Yeah, that's what it comes and down to. And I do it all the time because I'm just not that asshole. You know me. I'm yeah. politically and religiously different than 90% of our comic friends, but I'm not an asshole about it. I don't yeah. push it in anybody's way. It, at first, it's annoying, but then you come to respect it. Yeah, I don't, and I've got a lot of props from people who are like, And it's not annoying and like, I disagree with this way. It was more so it's annoying because you would go out of your way to like, put your point of view out there sometimes but then after a while you just kind of you're like i get it you have to kind of be like we're not all fuck yeah to a point i know <laughs> that we're not not all men but here's my my philosophy in general i don't talk about it unless it's relevant to the subject at hand if somebody says yeah, you something, mind your fucking business that's right if somebody says something yeah. and i'm that way with anything if you love xbox and every conversation turns well, to xbox and no matter what you talk I, about I even if it's it. relevant yeah. you come to xbox you're a douche and if you do the same thing with jesus if you oh. do it with bernie yeah. if you do it with hillary trump anything if you're every subject every conversation turns to these hot buttons of yeah. any form you're a douche even the ones i love the ones i believe in you're still a douche i don't want to talk about it all the time well, see here's my thing and speaking of douche i'll be one for a minute please um, be I, well, there's a term I've coined that no one's stolen from me yet, uh-huh. and I love it. And I, I can say it on another show so other people will hear it. Okay. And it, it, it applies to political comedy okay. and just social media activism and all that stuff in general. And it's real. There's We are in the middle of an inflation of opinion. Inflation of opinion. There's One of the few things I have ever taken moments brilliant enough to write down. Yeah, inflation of opinion is what we're in right now. There's, Love it. There, nothing can be taken on a case-by-case individual basis because nothing can be settled between the people who it actually affects mm-hmm. because everyone has an opinion on it mm-hmm. now. Uh, like it, you can't tell me... like you, I can look at my weather app and it can tell me that it's like like 50 degrees in New York right now, but I don't know what it feels like unless I'm really standing there. No. It's, it's just a weird... It's a dumb, basic way to break it down, but stick with me. The point of it is, it's just... It's simple to fucking look at. It's... Your opinions... Are too relevant many. to your experience. Exactly. If it, you can't, 
as good as your intentions are, I got to be careful I explain this because people immediately are typing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As good as your intentions are, and you can be 100% correct in your stance. And let me point that out. You can be 100% correct in Mm -hmm. your stance. But if you don't have a dog in the fight, you are literally just yelling at a fire. Yes. You're throwing a cup of water on it. You don't know if it's a grease fire. You don't know what you're getting into. You don't know the intimacies of it. You don't know the person. You just know what you've been able to read from people that have to write stuff to make money. And even people that aren't trying to make money, they still have opinions, biases, whatever you're not there you don't know them so i don't care how right you may be or how well intentioned you are when you keep yelling like that it makes it harder for the people who actually have to make a fucking decision Mm -hmm. have to make a clear-headed decision because now they're not just having to worry about the opinions of the people actually going through whatever the thing it is that they're going through they have to worry about 500 other people just in another city next to them plus 200 other people plus all the other states that are all just yelling depending on how big of an issue it is and it just makes it so much harder for people to take it from a case-by-case basis now because they're going to now be judged in broad strokes because that's how everyone else talks about the issue. And it totally ruins context. It ruins individuality. It ruins the whole ability to be able to discuss things case by case because when everything gets put on that broad stroke, people can only talk in broad strokes. And it really ruins it that way. As well-intentioned so as you true. are, you're adding to the fire. It's an inflation of opinion. I, just, I, opinion. I don't care how well-intentioned you are unless you are in... Like you have something to lose or gain or you're in it or you have an experience in it where it's an actual opinion that is insightful and not just a very basic, I'm with them because it's the right thing to do. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, that doesn't do anything. It doesn't help. It It just puts Um, more pressure on the people that actually have to live with the decision that has to be made. Brilliant. And people lose that. It's so true. It's so true because it becomes a... Well, it's, a, it's a really digital easy. Digital game well, of sounds, telephone from kindergarten. It sounds dismissive to say if everyone just minding their own business, but I, it, and I don't like saying it that way. But it's just if people just focused on what was their stuff and kept their stuff going the way the best that they can, a lot of shit would clear up. It really would. Oh yeah. But oh yeah. Everyone's. Well, I took a lot of shit a while back, and funny enough, some of this ties to your um, stepfather John, who's a wonderful human being. I absolutely love him to death. By the way, um, yeah. we'll give a shout out. You're actually both your parents. I've met, and I'm sure, obviously, Terry know well because we, you guys, have known each other forever. Both your your parents, John and um, uh, uh, Michelle, are wonderful human beings. And um, John, as uh, anybody who would know, is a huge um, environmentalist, a uh, big uh, oceanography uh, oh, yeah. activist. He loves um, and he loves and that, shit. and it's great. And yeah. you know what? He will Here's fight you over a dolphin. Yeah, he- <laughs> totally true. Totally true. And again, I I tend to be you know my own opinion of certain things and i don't really you know care too much about the green movement it doesn't i don't really care either way as long as you're not affecting me um i I don't really care and so i don't get involved in that but he had posted a thing a while back and a lot of people did so it just happened to be one of the things with uh uh, to to tie it to you per se is uh uh, john posting about uh, straw bands you know that's a huge thing especially out in california and i i get the sentiment behind it you know the oh well you know these are getting the sea and killing turtles and i don't want that i i own two turtles i'm not down for that i don't want that to happen but my wife is disabled my wife requires straws to drink it packs my life. Yeah. So it's one of those moments where my opinion is going to be heard because I know something uh, yeah, I most people about don't. It from that angle. Most people don't. And so here's yeah. the thing. My to me, wife, it's just like it's fucking straws. Who cares? Got it. And so here's the deal. And what, what people would do is they would be like, we'll just carry a straw with you. And I go, okay, here's the deal. You don't know the struggle I go through in my life. And I don't know yours, so I'm not taking a pissing contest with you. I'm just saying in this example, you don't live my life. And we use, in my perspective, the one more pen example. And here's what that is. So if I hand you one ink pen, this ink pen right here in my hand, for Mm -hmm. anybody not listening but Chase and Terry are watching, if Mm -hmm. I hand you this ink pen and say, carry this, 
No fucking big deal. It's one ink pen. And I do that 10 more times. Now you get 10 ink pens. All right, not, not terrible, but it's starting to get like pockets full. Let's say we continue to do this. You Now you're at 100. Now you're at 500 pens. We've done this one just a little at a time. And now you're, you're holding 500 fucking ink pens. They're spilling. And I go, hey, man, you got all these pens, but here's just one more pen. Right. That's what just take a straw with is for a disabled person who has all the other things to deal with just to keep their life fucking functioning that you don't know about that go on behind the scenes much in movie making comedy or any art. Life is the same art. What goes on behind the scenes that you don't see can be mind blowing. And when you live with a disabled person you love and you're there to take care of them, what happens behind the scenes and all the things you have to think of and all the medications and did I do this? And then you go, we'll just take a straw. Man, don't give me one more pen. I already carry 500 fucking pens in a day, and you don't know about this. So when you say ban straws and tell me just to take one, you can take one and shove it up your ass because you don't know what you're talking about. I do. Yeah. I Come up with a better solution. I'm not saying there's not a solution and we can't meet in the middle. People go metal straws. All right. Well, with people with tremors, that's how you're going to end up with a lobotomy. Okay, certain people need a flexible plastic straw. Now, there are the silicone ones that you have to wash, but the problem is you were to wash a straw, that shit's still going to mold. That's disgusting. That's yeah. the, the reason, you know, not happening. It's like washing my balls. Yeah, I own tons. Exactly. <laughs> I own tons of kids' cups, and let me tell you, there just comes an age where you go, throw that fucker away. <laughs> it's disgusting. And so, absolutely awful. So, yeah. one more pin. So, again, there's one of those things. And I got a, again, huge fight with people on tons of posts over this. John's included. Not John, per se. Because yeah. John's a wonderful human being. And says, you know what? I appreciate that point of view. Like, we all should. You see the other side for one moment. You go, you know what? I appreciate that. I disagree. I never but thought that is a brilliant... vital until just now. Yeah. Yeah, man. We, yeah. She has to have it or she chokes. Um, she, she can't swallow properly due to her disability. Mm. And so, she has to have the you know, CPAP machine at night. So, she's not allowed to eat cereal i mean i know that sounds funny and it is and as a comic i'm gonna make fun of the tragedy and i do that all the time she has mental um uh, uh memory issues like short-term memory so it's like living with dory the fish and i make jokes about dory all the time and you know so i take my real life tragedy and i take it to stage and i turn it to comedy but there is a real world behind it you know you have the jokes but there is still the real life shit it's i have to deal with yeah well but being okay. able to laugh at it helps so you we, we to... touched this earlier but you know your re- real father passed away in a tragedy tragic way and um uh you've talked about it on stage and that's real tragedy you went through that how old were you um seven seven so old enough to remember yeah um i can't imagine my son my son was like five when aubrey passed away and it still fucks with him so i can't imagine being seven and loot i just fucks me well, up. it's all dramatic i should be a superhero with the backstory yeah you, it is very He's murdered it's still <laughs> unsolved to this day like i should have a cape on looking for whoever please tell it. me you mm-hmm. have a, a, a joke about that that's brilliant i, I don't at the you, you now you do yeah. now uh, that is brilliant um, I got I, the most Batman story, but no motivation. And there's still not never solved. I mean, he he died in a murder, correct? Yeah, uh, not never solved. Still. Yeah, not solved. And like he wasn't really in my life before that. I'd seen him like probably like maybe twenty times. Okay, so I didn't really know that. Okay, so yeah, not like super like, tight. It, okay. Yeah, it was like a. There's like a lot of deeper. Uh, Do you think that helps? Like not fucking around, but do you think that helps? What not knowing him? Yeah, you no, think... that hurt more just because it's like, why weren't you there? Now you never have the chance. All the abandonment issues, uh... the daddy issues. I got all that. It means a fuck well. See, I don't have step parents. I my yeah. my parents are still together. I'm the minority. I don't. Yeah. I'm familiar with step families in a less violent way, obviously. But yeah. I have step. Um, my my parents were both married before each other. Yeah. I'm the only child of them together, but my father has my brother. Yeah. And um, then he actually, what's, what's where the well gets even deeper, um, he married into 
a family with children. So he had stepchildren from that his marriage that has begat again we'll yeah. go biblical there was stepchildren from the marriage that begat my your brother first born and your um, second born and so i have a half brother but on to you. um much like uh if you've ever listened to um because stone cold said so by stone cold no. uh steve austin he said you know uh that his stepdad he was like that's that's my dad he's like we don't use the word step that's, that's a just my dad. for me yeah and yeah oh yeah totally that shows and again he's a wonderful human being I, i've said this before john is um one of the best examples of like a real um, world's man. Okay. He's not like a a a a, 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 a pussy. He's not he's about. The most interesting he's person yeah. I he know. really is. He's he's like a big tough guy, but he's soft in the middle. Not afraid well, to admit was a, it. He was a took army, on um you know a wonderful army family. Yeah. The army ranger is hard to do. Yeah, the way dude. He puts it, it, the military is a spear and ranger cop. He was a cop. Yeah, he was a cop. Narcotics cop and all sorts of jazz. Uh, he he like bodyguarded the, for the president a couple of times. Bodyguarded for Shaq on a couple of random times. No way. Yeah, John's got some cool. Stories. You know what John is to me? Every character in a movie that somebody like The Rock portrays, John's the real deal. You know, John wants to be The Rock so bad, so it's like oh, part of me that. doesn't want to give I can him see that. that. I can't have. I, can't I can see that. Have I'm surprised he's not related to The Rock somehow. I'm surprised uh, he's, that like because he's, he's not. half Korean, he's not half. But Samoan. I'm saying like I'm surprised he's not tried to trace it to any like why my cousin's friend met him one time. No, like, I'm just, surprised he's gotten sharks tattooed on him and shit. He's trying to. Yeah, Free diver, he's crazy. He's like the real Moana. John yeah, he's a rescue be, yeah. diver certified now. That's stuff. awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, how old were you when John came into your life? I was 15. Okay, so way later. Way I was later. best friends with his son, Nathaniel. Okay. So I was an only child. My mom and dad weren't married. Uh, when Like, they didn't get married at all. So when I was born, it was out of wedlock. And okay. then she left him when I was six months. Okay. And uh, I was raised with her and my grandma. And uh, so... Uh, we met John because uh, I was hanging out with Nathaniel, and I guess his parents had split like a year beforehand. And then uh, Nathaniel and I were just hanging out a bunch for like in eighth grade. We started hanging out because these kids were picking on him, and Nathaniel just like moved there. And they were calling him Mexican, and Nathaniel's actually lying and telling people he's Hawaiian and not okay. Korean. And so I was like, y'all shut up. He's not Mexican. He's Hawaiian, you idiots. And okay. Like, my friend Richard and I were about to fight these kids for Nathaniel just to do the right thing. And I didn't like them, so I was kind of looking for an excuse Look, okay. to fight them. Terry was like TJ Stafford. You were there for this, Terry? Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Eighth yeah. grade, that's when I first came down here. Yeah, and so nice. we started hanging out with Nathaniel after that. And fast forward about a year. Uh, John, I like started picking us up before that. Nathaniel just get dropped off at places. Then John, like I met John, we were driving somewhere. John dropped me off my house and he met my mom. And I guess he was just like, oh, like okay, she's cute and single and whatever. Dude, she's great. Again, he had no idea what she's getting parents. into. But then um, he asked me like the next time we hung out, he's asked me questions like, "What's your mom into?" and this, that, the other. And I was just kind of like, "I know what you're doing, but you're kind of cool, so we'll see how this plays out." Okay, okay. And so, then we kind of parent trapped it where we set them up in a weird all right. way. It, it, he, John, uh, John has this John Redcorn uh, kind of vibe to me in the story. I like it. I see him pictured up in his uh, for King of the Hill fans. This will make sense. Pulling him up in his Jeep with like uh, my white mom wasn't snake playing it for like two weeks. Okay. Yeah, she thought well, he was a cornball. He is, but in the best way. He's awesome. Yeah. And again, your mom's awesome. Somebody I've met and, and many times at shows and know well on Facebook. And they're both people that are, again. Well, like John's Johnny Do Good. My mom's like <laughs> sold weed and was just, my mom says shit and stuff like that. Like, that's my mom. Nice. Southern nice. Baptist. But uh, so when you get to a step relationship, like again, this is all weird for me because my parents are still together. But again, I came with step parents. Oh, took us years. And to my mesh. mom, you know, to me or to my brother, because um, he's just my brother. I don't care. People, which is not my half brother, this is my brother. And um, my mom, 
even though his mom was still alive, it was just his mom. He still calls her mom, and that's just the way it is, and, and, and treats her. And his mom is now past his real mom, but um, that's my mom's his mom, too. And my dad, funny enough. His mom is enough, my mom, too. Yeah, that my dad um, has a stepson from the previous marriage, again, that, that was my brother's mom. And um, he calls my dad dad to this day. Now, he's he's retarded. We'll be honest. Jeffrey's poor retarded. I love him to death, but he's just pitiful. And uh, <laughs> uh, he, he really, he's just one of those like, dude, I, I, I feel sorry for you. You know, life just shit on you in every way. And you, yeah. do, not, you do not handle it well, but you're still here making it. Like and applesauce. And he shit. calls my dad dad, and that's the way it is. And he comes over, and he's just, daddy, I need help. Can you, you know, help me do this? And yeah. So that's the way it is. But family's always been that way for us, is that. Well, this is just family. Family comes from all around. Family comes in all forms, and it doesn't have to start together to end yeah, together. That's not how this and one worked out. That's no. That's just how it is for us. That's not how this one worked out. When my grandma died. My mom's side of family imploded. Oh yeah. And then uh, John's parents—they're uh, nice, but they're just not happy. Yeah, but uh, when it comes to you, John, your mom, that that oh, quarter, we nail it. It took John. It took John yeah. like years. We clashed because I was an only child. First fifteen years of my life, man of the house, only okay. dude. Even the dog was a girl. I was only right. fucking dude. And then this other dude is in the house trying to tell me what to do. Right. And so it's like I can see that. My mom and I always had the relationship of we'd always talk about stuff. You right. know, like I like if, if I did something wrong, like I would tell her exactly what was like why something went wrong or whatever. Not an excuse per se, because right. the older I get, it would bug me too. But my mom would let me explain my side of the story, and then just explain to me why I was wrong again. Whatever. She's had patience. John didn't like that. John's like, I don't want to hear why you fucked up. Just want to hear sorry and that you won't do it again. That's his military background. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny because now at my age, he's put that into me and I appreciate that. Yeah. Mindset. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It took us years. He didn't break me per se. It's just we yell at each other enough times to where it's just kind of like, all right, I'm done yelling. So we just kind of like started respecting each other. I could see that. I, again, yeah. I've never went through it personally, but I could see, I know t- regular teenage rebellion, and then you add that extra layer on top of it, that extra topping on the sandwich of life. It was uh, less rebellion and more like... like Defending your turf? Yeah, in a way. It's like, yeah. that's my mom's bitch. If, mm-hmm. I'm, if, I have, if I say the word, we're out of here. Like, I had that shitty attitude for like the first couple was of years. Was there... It's like, don't, don't make me press the button. I'll press the button. Was there a, <laughs> like, a, a, like a sappy movie moment? Was there a specific like thing that happened? Or just over time, one day, yeah, you were like, was, this guy's yeah. not the douche I thought he, he was. He wasn't taking his bipolar meds, and he was being fucking ass. Okay. And I was just yelling at him. And I'd never put the fact in his face that it's like, dude, if you know if I wanted to, I could just be like, let's get the fuck out of here. Right. And I did I did it without doing it in a no-no-no way. I was like, dude, you're not taking these meds. My mom's worried about you, all this other stuff. It's getting to the fucking point to where I'm about ready to fucking, you know. And we had this, like, it finally got out. I felt like that energy was just laid out with him, too, in a weird way, where he was just had that energy staring at me. And then it was finally said, and so it was, like, finally addressed. And then, like, we yelled about it, talked about it, and whatever. He got back on his meds, we talked, and then it was fine from that point on. Nice. It was, like, that one thing that neither one of us wanted to admit was there, but each kind of knew was there, was now addressed, and now everyone was aware of it. And, and then we were kind of able to be 100% open, respect, honest. Well, again, and takes into, you're, you're both intelligent people. It squeezed and that, the last bit of like anxious gas out of the room or whatever. Right. You know. There comes a point, and I've said this before, and I, I consider myself a know-it-all. I'm, I, I must be stupid enough to admit. But if you're going to be a know-it-all, and most intelligent people are at some form, 
you have to know that you're going to be wrong sometimes and you have to know when that is. And so there is a point where, like you mentioned, you know, at first you hated his military ways, but you do get older and look back and go, oh, no, I get it. And so for me, my dad's that Hank Hill kind of guy. Well, it's like we each compromise. He's mellowed out a lot because of me. Right. And I've gotten, I don't know, growing up a lot more because of him in some ways. So well, yeah. you learn, you learn from both sides and that's the smart way to do it is to, is take a little, leave a little, you yeah. know, like, I mean, that's in life in general, take a penny, leave a penny. That's, that's the greatest metaphor for life in general is that gas station, yeah. take a penny, leave a penny. Hey man, have you got something to contribute? Great. Do you need something? Cool. Here you go. That's the way all society on some level should work. Well, it's like I helped him because his son and him would just yell back and forth at each other when he his when Nathaniel. See, no, I don't know John's son. I've never met him. He's at all. piece like, of shit. Okay. Fuck him. Uh, so, but, but, uh, they're not close to either more. He's anymore. a piece of shit. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he deserves. Trust me. I understand those two. I've had yeah. moments. I've been the piece of shit where I was banned from the family. Um, when Lindsay and I separated, my family took her side. So I was the piece uh, of shit for well, a long Nathaniel time. Nathaniel robbed like our, one of our best friends, like two grand. <sighs> went to Florida, didn't tell nobody. Yeah, that's a piece of Told shit. Told John, I hope you die on his birthday. Oh, piece of shit. Yeah, that's yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah, hit that's his, a big piece hit of his shit. Grandma. Oh, oh, big. That's like yeah. that piece of shit doesn't even cover that. Yeah, piece of shit. And again, I can't imagine that John is the but most sweet, wonderful, gentle. At the, giant at the beginning ever. of Nathaniel's mental downfall. Like they would just yell at each other a bunch, and I guess that was the relationship before like John and my mom Sounds got like a together. Comic book at the beginning of Nathaniel's yeah. mental. Downfall. But I was able to show John how you can reason with somebody right. just because I would talk. I won't get mad and yell at you unless you fucking insult me. Like, yeah, you've never even on things we disagreed on. You've never been nasty or hateful. I only I yell see, if people insult me. Well, I start to say you're like me. I see your razor sharp wit cut people to the bone, but only when they do it, and only when they come at you in a disrespectful way, or they come at you with stupidity. Yeah. Again, if you're going to come at me with facts, and you're going to come at me with even opinions openly, hey man, this is my opinion. You know what? If you present a well thought, uh, uh, planned, laid out uh, uh, a statement, even if I totally disagree with it, I will at least give you points for trying you yeah. at least get the hey man if you're at least mature about yeah what you dude yeah in. and you can be funny you can even bust balls yeah. like i'm cool with all that again I, I i my daughter died if you come out and tell dead baby jokes if it's a funny joke i'm gonna laugh yeah i'm a christian That's if you thing, tell jesus yeah. jokes i'm gonna laugh jim jeffrey's anti-gun right i'm a second amendment freedom guy yeah. i'm a right-wing person everybody knows that do i want people to die no um but jim jeffrey's joke about it yeah it's funny brilliant it's yeah. hilarious the thing like when your dad dies and you're seven and you play sports like i did like you hear a lot of who's your dad, dad jokes, shit all yeah, the time yep, it's your like mama I, learned, jokes. I learned from a young age to just dust that shit off yeah man well, it's yeah. just like it's not people's job to know your life history and it's very egotistical of no. you to think they are yes and it's like if you don't want them to know it that bad then fucking work to where they want huh? yeah, Red I, damn book like I get a agree. lifetime movie i don't know like it's it bugs me when it comes to that shit i like your attitude about it because everyone will laugh at jokes and like religion especially, and like religious jokes are one of those things you can crack on all day where people who would write a blog about a comedy show would yeah. laugh at. But then the minute you make fun of like a feminism subject or something, they'll get upset and it's because you made fun of their thing. Yes. They'll laugh yes. at somebody else's thing. No, and that's like stupid. I'm not religious at all, but like I still see what it's good for. It helps people come to grips with death. Like they believe they're gonna see somebody else after there and whether they do or not it's not my business. But right. like it gives people closure. It helps people like get over certain obstacles in life, helps people not feel alone. There's a yeah. lot of benefits to it. Yeah. And, and it's s- personal. Exactly. I believe for my reasons. I don't expect you to understand. Yeah. I expect you to respect well, see, my right to
to do like, it. Well, I grew up a Southern Baptist, so it's like I've been there, so I understand it, like I both points of view. Yeah. So it's it's like I, I understand how religion can help people a lot, but I also understand I can go to certain comedy rooms that would not laugh at half the stuff I say, but if I told a bunch of religious jokes, they'd clap and laugh at me like I was a revolutionary, even though it's really just it'd be revolutionary in nineteen eighty four. Right. But it's I don't know. It's 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 a weird weird dynamic for some reason to me. Religion's a thing that people will still laugh at and not blog about per se. In yeah. the nineties, it was the only thing people blogged about. Of course, about. of course. And now it's the one thing you could get away with. Like uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just weird. It's really weird. I think everything's be. on the table. Well, people laugh until it's their thing. Exactly, that and that's dumb. Here's the deal: funny trumps if, everything. The, the minute you laugh at a religious joke, you threw out your right to get offended at anything that I make fun of. That's Even yours. if it's not your religion, because you yeah. just laughed at somebody's thing. That's that, their that's thing. it. That's my point. It's, it's, if you ha- if you have the gall, the audacity to see the humor and the fact that I, I'll tell a Jesus joke, then if I make a joke about how, like a, a, a vegan, like lesbian, whatever the hell stereotypical. I don't have a joke about that. I just, get it. It's just something hot topic and easy to say. Uh, then bam, like, and you get offended then. Yep. It's like, no, you're doing it wrong. Yep. Everybody has a line that crosses too far. Yeah. And you can't be mad when somebody crosses yours when yeah. you've spent your whole time crossing other people's. The kind of a way to put it is once you laughed there, you crossed into this mm-hmm. barrier where all these jokes now exist. Mm-hmm. If you laughed at the Jesus joke, just know that that joke came from the same mindset that could also think of these other types yep. of jokes. Yep. Well, again, and you ventured into that zone and you laughed at it. And your laughter has now attracted the scent of the other people, mm-hmm. the other jokes that exist in this barrier that you have now laughed your way into. To. Politics, and then to start trying to yell your way out of it, you can't do that nope. in this realm. Politics, yeah. When they well, you you can tell all the Trump jokes you want, but don't get mad when they make a Hillary, Bernie, Gary Johnson, it's whatever strange, joke. Yeah. It's, it's funny, and I I'm that the person that says, you know what? Again, everything's on the table. Funny trumps all. Yeah. So here's the deal. Um, there'll be a moment because I think everything's on the table. That means all my shit's on the table. Yeah. And there's a moment where people are going to hit it, and I'm going to go, "Oh shit!" And here's the is the joke funny? Great. Then it trumps everything. Yeah. That is the that's the that's the rook. That's the ace of spades. It doesn't matter what hand got played. If funny gets played, it wins. Yeah. And that's it. And so you can't be mad when your hand gets beat. Well, to quote Patrice O'Neill, it's like, uh, all jokes came from, they come from the same birthplace. Yeah, I agree. So just because murderers are born doesn't mean you shut off all births. Like, it, I mean, it's another simple way to put it, but yeah. it's like, they all come no, from the same good. birthplace. It's All jokes come from the same good. mindset. That is good. And so it's like, I may not defend a bad joke, but I will defend the attempt. You're right to tell it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree. And again, I think, you know, to be honest, even though my, my politics are different, that's why I don't do political humor. I, hate I don't it. want to put up with it. Well, because um, if I did, it would be like all about how I don't think it's real. It's all pro wrestling to me. Okay. I think it's all bought and paid for. Okay. It's not funny. It's right. not, I can't find it. Like the stuff I get mad about on stage is stuff that is trivial to get mad at, and that's why it's funny. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But to, to get to go up there and talk about stuff like that, I'll start stammering. It's not stuff that I can find humor in. It's not funny rage. No, and the it's people like who they get bought, offended pay- are the worst. Well, I saw an article the other day, and it clearly stated, and it's not funny. It, it clearly, it was, the article was wrong the title <laughs> the title of the article was um see which companies funded which politicians more than others what Who they should cares? have said is see which companies paid both politicians right it's like, who cares who gave them more promises? Right. They still are owed things from both. That's yep. what you're showing me. Yep. And it was every fucking corrupt bank 
fourth like party like google is owned by a parent company called alphabet those types of companies the ones you haven't heard of that mm-hmm. own like nestle and own clorox it's almost a and... form of bandwagging yes. it says it says my thing that i like likes this so i'm going to like this because the thing i like said it likes it yeah. and that's just a that's just a different path to the bandwagon that's yeah. all it is it's strange you know man. i would i actually respect a bandwagon person who gets into something on the aesthetics more than that yeah. something that somebody that goes you know what that band Shirts cool. I don't know the band, like the but Post I'm Malone yeah. stuff, right? You know, now. See, I like Post Malone. We talked about this on the yeah, show. Terry I, I like and I Malone. loved him for a while, and for then show, show. Sam's yeah, ruined Sam's him ruined for it. Him. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, uh, but I have not. Uh, I have not got ruined. I still like it. Uh, Rockstar is one of my favorites. White uh, Iverson, man. Uh, see, I, I, I didn't know about that one. Right. playing basketball. Right, then yeah. White Iverson, it's just like, dude, yeah. Is it? I okay. love that. Yeah, I don't know. What that's that a is. song that if you're if you're white and good at basketball and you make a shot, you can just White Iverson. Well, under everybody, your breath, everybody's had a, 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 a Post Malone friend in your life. This one just made it. Yeah. Everybody's had some stoner uh, guy you would hang out, and people would be like, "Why do you hang out with that guy?" And you'd be like, "He just when you you got to." I don't know. He's just yeah. funny when you're together. He's sweet. He's got a heart of gold. He's actually smart. He just chose retard as his aesthetic. Um, yeah. And it just, you know, happens. And Halfle. he's awesome, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like the ha- them Halfle boys, which, yeah. by the way, before I go too far, I have said this to Terry, but... <laughs> Them Haffle Boys is the greatest stable name ever, um, and it is so great. It, it ranks right up there with again the the Four Horsemen, the Fabulous Freebirds. Them Haffle Boys is fantastic. Just some good old boys, and Never so doing uh, no harm. yeah, and so Post Malone to me is the perfect like just stoner bud that you would hang out and play video games with, and would be like, "Yo, I want tacos. Let's go get. T- I'm buying. Let's go get tacos. All right, cool." Yeah. You know, like that. I, I hey, just man, love that, I want to get some breaded shrimp. Let's go get some breaded dude, shrimp. <laughs> I love the shit. Him and Jimmy uh, Fallon went to Olive Garden for the first time. <laughs> he would do the shit like you and me and Patty did. Let's go to Chick Fil A on Free Chicken Sandwich Day. <laughs> oh fuck, it's in Florida. It's not in Tennessee. <laughs> Damn you, Chase's mom, for the bad intel. Yes, and yes. our bad reconnaissance. Uh, so, but it was a fun day. It was so good. So, for those of you who don't know, um, Lance t- eats chicken with a beard. Or he eats chicken with a fork. I eat everything with a fork because of um, his beard. Because of my beard. I eat everything with a fork. You're a dainty um, birdhouse. I am. I just try to be, you know, sanitary. Um, and Chase's mom had sent him this link. Again, wonderful woman. We're not cracking on her. It was actually no, we are. brilliant. Was sent her this link and said, go to Chick-fil-A wearing um, a sports jersey. Is that right? And you get free chicken sandwich. Yeah. And I was off that day, and I was having a rough day, and Chase had, had live posted, you know, a video. Hey, um, we're doing this. Who wants in? And I was like. I'm off. Yeah, I I want to go be social. I I'm 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 always working and married and kids and stuff. And I want to. I'm off and I'm doing I drove this. All the way from more. I drove town. an hour down there and we you know hang out, get high. They have a jersey I can borrow. Yeah, Patty and, uh, had an Ohio State uh, yeah, jersey. Had a jersey I could borrow, <laughs> and we just drive around bullshit and laughing, doing live videos and recording and posting all day long of our adventure. And we go to a couple Chick Fil A's, if I recall, and nobody had a clue what we were talking about. And finally, <laughs> we um, texted, and turns out it was in Florida only. So we had spent all day chasing free sandwiches, um, so thousands we went, or hundreds of miles away. So we went to the mall. So we went to the mall. <laughs> and we, we hung out at the mall and ate uh, Taco Bell. Like flies to a yeah, lamp. It worked. Just it worked. Went back to the epicenter. It was just one of those crazy stoner adventures. Uh, that you know what. Fuck Harold and Kumar. I love I and you know what I, I've never seen him. Um, I love being married and I love my 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 elder style life. I really do. I know it's a joke and it's a bit of a, a stereotype, but I really do um, love the family life and I love what I do. Of course, I would love to make comedy my income to where I could do it and uh, you know support, but I can't. So I have my job. I have my wife. I have my kids. I love it. I really do. But 
Um, I do still look back on my times when I was your age and single and could do things in these stoner, you know, because um, when I was in my early 20s, I, I was the Big Lebowski slash Cosmo Kramer. So I'll That's, be 30 in half a year. Okay, well, so I was still, well, I was dating Lindsay at the time. We weren't married yeah. yet, but, uh, well, maybe. Anyway, pretty close. But when I was, say, 20, so you're older than I, I thought, but uh, when we were, but you're still in that life stage, uh, a little smarter, but when I was 25 to 30, I was living uh, in the, the with a, around a lot of college kids, and I was way, still older. I was living uh, amongst college kids. So I did kind of have this Big Lebowski, Cosmo Kramer, or, um, just kind of personality. Me and my cat would walk through the neighborhood together and, you know, sit in the alley and smoke a joint. People would come and go, and we'd walk down to the burger shop that was, you know, 100 yards away, and my cat would wait outside. I'm more and, like, get off my lawn, old man. Um, and I, well, I just was this weird kid who, guy who lived in the attic with all these kids. Um, cause it was a, it was an apartment. There you go again. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was said wrong. Let me back up. <laughs> this old guy in the attic living are with these, all these kids. Are these Freudian slips? So, no, no, it was just, uh, it was painting a picture um without the details with, what with your dick um in the in the area that i lived in Just dipping it in paint. it was old houses broke down into apartments and yeah. the apartment i lived in at the time was the attic of a house it had its own entrance but it was this weird um it was a great place to eat acid it was fantastic because it was built like a submarine because it had the weird attic shaped walls anybody who's ever had a room in an attic knows what i'm talking about but the whole apartment was that way it was long because it was just the whole length of the house and so a lot of college kids lived in all the other apartments, these houses, because it was three houses that made a like a U parking lot in the back. So we were all connected, all owned by the same people. Um, and so we, we had nicknames for the apartments. We had, there was an efficiency out back that was literally just like a shed turned into a, it had a, a couch bunk bed thing. Like it was crazy, but we called it the slave quarters just because it was this weird little room in the back and there was just different nicknames. And I had the attic. And that's what it was. So, yeah. um, again, it was a place where you could walk through any given time, like almost like a cartoon or sitcom. And people were like, hey, man, uh, just so you know, uh, got some real good weed. If you want to holler at me. And you're like, okay. People would be like, man, uh, just a friend of mine popped in and had some uh, uh, opium. You want some opium or some acid? Just one of those moments. Yeah. And so as a young um, single guy with just, again, no real responsibilities, being stupid, just hanging out with my cat. And that's what I did. And I worked all the time. I was cooking or bouncing or some dumb shit. And I would occasionally just run across some opium and some acid and hang out and sit in my apartment and smoke a joint and eat some acid and talk to the cat and swim in the carpet and, you know, watch Boy Meets World reruns and, and stupid shit. And, oh, uh, shit. So I do still love those moments because um, I had some good adventures. I had a friend um, who was next military guy, and we were basically Walter and dude, and that was our lifestyle. And we did these crazy, stupid shit and go into the hood to buy crack for him because he was a weirdo. And, oh, they used to go to um, Walter P to buy quarter pounds of weed. Oh, nice. So yeah, I, 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 I miss those days you know, in a nostalgic way. I wouldn't want to do them again. Those um, were the days. So getting a Chick-fil-A adventure is a, a nice little... Um, treat for me those were fun times those are yeah, fun yeah. moments we where i get it. a little treat nice little know. kevin smith yeah, movie nice. on the side i love kevin smith the mall yeah, rats. i love kevin smith um i prefer clerks and jay and silent bob strike back but mall rats is fantastic you can find the video of that day on mine and patrick pope's facebook um i actually funny enough i was checking my memories today and apparently the yeah, day you, popped up again yeah and you shared it with <laughs> yeah me. yeah so well, I tell you what, it's about break time. I'm sure we could all use a pee and a cigarette. I want a cigarette. When uh, we get back, we will tell some further stoner adventures to come. We have something interesting to discuss. There's been a gauntlet thrown down, no, and uh, I think ass. I don't know, man. I don't know. I know um, for a fact. I'm I, you going know what? To. I'm 
I'm willing to step in the ring and go down to a better you opponent if I have to, fight. but I don't know. I don't know. I, so, I'm saying this, and it's not narcissism. Uh-huh. I'm better at rolling blunts than I am anything. That's, okay. I'm really good, too. I'm, I think I can do this, I but smoked your blunt. we'll discuss gonna, this I just when we get back. Your blunt. I'm, I'm not even trying to be mean. I'm going to whoop your ass. Uh, you know, we'll see. <laughs> um, we'll discuss this and, and the possibilities when we come back on Deadbeat Radio here with Chase Tire. Um, the future Snow will play us out. champion. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to Stage Diver Network. Uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. Come back. I'm going to win. Friendship, and that 9-11 was probably an inside job, either by the Saudis or our own government. Also, we like to have a good time. Yay! Yeah, you hear that? That's children. Don't let them listen to us. You're an idiot if you do. Uh, other than that, any, anything, anything you guys want to say? <laughs> I want to go home! Halfle every Monday or beep, Tuesday. Beep, Whatever. Fuck! Ha, ha, ha. And we are back. I liked your laugh there. That's what I do. Ha, 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 Batman. That's my Billy Gibbons wannabe. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, ha, ha, ha. That's what we do here when we come back on Stage Diver Radio, Deadbeat Radio. Tonight, with a fellow Stage Dive alum, Mr. Chase Dyer. Yeah, Stage Dive you. Yeah. And you, I'm an alum now. You Now, you guys have it's been homecoming. doing uh, High as Fuck Lander for a while. Pretty much, I would say, one of the flagship shows here on Stage Diver. Yeah, yeah. I think we were number three. Yeah. yeah. And we're so, number uh, one in the hearts. Uh, I always uh, definitely recommend anybody check it out. You guys are a lot of fun. I don't. It's the dumbest show uh, ever. <laughs> yeah, but that's good. Theater of the Absurd could be great. Uh, I was guest on it. You have a lot of cool people on there. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we like to let everybody know that with Stage Diver, you have stuff for everybody. You know, we have JMB's DLC with video games and here, if you just, uh, you know, want to waste two hours doing nothing and, uh, uh Haffle, if you want to, you know, um, question all that is sane and good Stage in the Diver world. is like a box of chocolates. There's a know. lot of different shit in it. Yeah. 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 Some with nuts, some with not. Um, yeah, dude. Some so, exclusively without nuts. I'm happy that you're uh, you decided to come be a nut here on Deadbeat Radio with me today. Yeah, it's been dude. fun, man. I've had uh, a I good loved. Time. Thanks, man. Like I said, we try to make it uh, home, chill, just uh, 
hang out, uh, and, you know, burn a couple, drink a few. I got uh, some sailor wine. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I brought a little port to goth the... blunts. I feel like yeah, I'm in a Blade movie. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. So there has been a, a gauntlet thrown down, and so I think so we're going to... fuck you. Oh, man. Well, let's let's fill everybody in this. So a while back, um, high as fuck lander, uh, them Haffle boys, which both Terry and uh, Chase belong to. Yes. Um, and see what sucks is if we go stable to stable, all my stable is scattered throughout the U.S. I'm so outnumbered, I'm fucked. <laughs> the deadbeats are everywhere, and you guys got them half boys all here. No, here's the so. judge. Well, the that's judge not... is, the fair judge is Bingy. Well, because, I thought Mitch. No, there's no, no, and here's why. And I hope he listens. Mitch does not know how to hit a blunt. Okay. <laughs> Therefore, Mitch cannot judge a blunt. I did not know that. He hands them to you like a raisin. Okay. And they run. He hits them too hard and too long. Okay. Did not know that. No. So Bingy should be the judge, and I'll tell you why. Yes, he's on Halfle. But also, if you listen to Haffel, all I do is make fun of Bingy and make his life hell. That's true. He has a vendetta to score. Bingy, so that's true. Bingy this is his will chance not, to, uh, yeah. to, to burn. Uh, so I'm giving you a clutch or, okay. or a crutch because I'm very confident I'm going to win. Okay. And okay. the thing is, Bingy does not want me to win anything. But also, more than anything else, Bingy does not like being wrong. So his <laughs> narcissism a, will he's trump. He's an opinionated guy. His narcissism will trump his okay. hate for me. And he will be a fair, unbiased judge. So, so here's here's again the history for anybody who, who who's listening. Um, all five of you out there, um, shouts out. We yeah, we we try to take care of our five fans. Shouts out to Patrick um, Cunningham uh, helping uh, get Trey and I show yeah. in January. That's, oh, good, 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 Thank good, 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 good. Excellent. Um, they uh, they have a great show, uh, a great scene in Huntsville. Uh, but we uh, a while back there was a, a a Star Wars meme from uh, High as Fuck Lander, which I love. Yeah, dude, a, I don't even post those things. I, see, I don't know who I it was. Kind of came up on that. I like, don't know who oh. was it. You okay? Because it just came across under the the the, the show's. Uh, page and it said uh it was a star wars meme of anakin and obi-wan it said when you're it was says sam at first and then i came in after i realized the challenge had been laid out okay. because i understood if there's a challenge being laid out then i'm the one that okay has is that to it is it. that how we're gonna do it i wondered because again i knew i was outnumbered so i didn't yeah. know how this was gonna work but the, the meme said when your boy says he rolls better blunts than you and I popped in again because I like to smack talk. I think again, win, lose, or draw. Blunt even smack if you get, talk. Even if you get your ass beat, challenges in general, video games, yeah. whatever. Even if you get your ass beat, it's fun. It's fun. That's right. So yeah. I'm all for it. I don't mind to get beat, but I like to play the game. Played sports, a coach exactly. sports. I understand. Um, the I did not, but I still get it. And so I said, but but I do. And so it just began. And so yeah, we've talked about. I did. I brought it on. And so we've talked about having a blunt rolling contest. I'll give you two stories right now. Is that I'm gonna whoop your ass. Okay. Number one, I successfully rolled a blunt while running from the cops on foot. That's a true story I can have backed up with the other people that were there. <laughs> and that motherfucker was a pearl, which okay. is in the blunt industry called a perfect blunt. Well, here's the deal. So for every awesome wrestler, boxer, whatever, you and I are wrestling fans. So for every Hulk Hogan, there has to be a macho man, and both parts do make it exciting. So whichever I am, I, I'm... I hope I'm the macho man, but whatever. I'm jobbing Which, you out. Whichever yeah. one it is, I'm still happy to go in and fight that fight because it'll be fun. I can roll a blunt while driving. Uh, no, I can do that. Okay, so now I can, I'll can. i step up to that one. Again, macho right. man, Hogan, whatever. I can roll a blunt yeah. while driving at night in the dark. I roll, I've rolled shiru's a bunch. Okay, I don't know the shiru. Okay. I know what it is. I've never done it. add on blunts okay. to each other. Right. I've rolled a blunt okay. at three feet long. Okay. I've rolled a blunt as fat as a quarter. In my day, you, okay, that's good. Okay, yeah, like it's when you put four Rillos together. I can't. I've do that. cut okay. normal leafed cigars okay. and rolled those obnoxious Done motherfuckers. That. Yep. 
So Terry and I were talking about it, what the contest should be. And obviously, we, one of the things we came here to do, one of the reasons you're on the show today was because you said you would come on if we could hype this up. So I think one of the things we need to have is a planning committee because we need to go into this fair, right? We want, want this to be... a committee? Well, no. I mean, we're it. We're the committee. <laughs> okay. it's, it's us right here. That sounds it's, hard. It's more of just... The, I know we got an internship coming it's up. It's the but... more of the, the mental uh, uh, job what's at your, hand. What's your catchphrase for the internship again, Terry? It's my favorite thing. Oh, I forgot what I'm going to uh, steal it and use it on stage. Uh, so I'm asking you also. Oh, so yeah, I, I think I said, uh, come hit the blunt and get your college credit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come okay, hit this like blunt it. and get your college credit. Yeah, come so, hit this blunt and get your college credit. I had some, I, that just warms my soul. I like it. I like it. I would do that. I would, I would answer that ad. <laughs> Progressive as fuck, and, uh, lander, y'all. So here's what I think. We do show per show. So we, we, we like stables. You like stables. You're a wrestling guy. Yeah. And so I think the fair way to do it is because we, as the, the deadbeats of comedy, have always referred to ourselves as the four horsemen of comedy. Although That's sacrilege. Um, we have adjusted. We now consider ourselves the fabulous freebirds of comedy. That's all. Also but it's true. It's what we go by, and you can like it or you can suck it. I don't give a shit. You should We're be still the Von Erichs because half of you are going to die soon. That's <laughs> probably more accurate. Wow. Well, here's the deal. I'll make you a promise. When they start dropping, we'll change that. All right. But at the moment, because we play by the Freebird rule, if any two deadbeats can't show up for whatever, whoever does show up defends the title. Deadbeats just show up at deadbeat shows and go. And so okay. that's why we're the well, fabulous Freebirds. Who's the Terry Gordy? Um, that'd be probably Patrick. Okay. Um, I would like to think. Who's Michael I, Hayes? Are you going to claim that? See, I, w- I want you to. claim that one? I, I guess I'm Jimmy Garvin. I guess I'm a Jimmy Garvin. Well, he was the late ad. Right. Jimmy and Garvin I'm was a the late, late ad. I was a late deadbeat. Okay, that's so, fair. All right. I'll uh, give you bad. that. Because, yeah, Garvin um, was the the other dude's name I can't remember now because you uh, gave me this pirate uh, one. Uh, uh, <laughs> Terry Landell. No, no, Terry was, Landell. No, fuck uh, Terry Landell. My buddy, grandpa knew Terry I know, Landell. I know. He got me when I was two years old backstage into a WWE show. Buddy Rogers. It was Michael P.S. Hayes. That's right, Buddy Rogers. Michael P.S. Hayes would most likely... Well, see, here's the deal. We've had some changes lately in the deadbeats. We've had some uh, substitutions. Yeah, there's um, a new one now that's booking the show I'm doing in Auburn. Nicole Sanders? Yeah. She is awesome. Trainer. Awesome, I've awesome. never met her. She's great. You'll yeah. love that. Big shout out. Yep. Um, Nicole. And Does she we, listen to this? Um, I don't know. Hopefully. I hope uh, I'm funny enough for you. Uh, you, you guys will get along great. She's, she's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so uh, <laughs> she uh, she will... How about the headline room in January? She, I performed with Nicole a couple times. She's great. She was at Fuck Fest with us. But yeah, we've had some lineup changes. Fuck so fest. Yeah, Fuck Fest. <laughs> feeding the it. urban homeless community. Okay. Um, it was so it's like on. a punk rock homeless initiative? Well, that's exactly kinda, what it is. Um, kind of. <laughs> it was It was more hip-hop music, yeah. but uh, yes. The best um, part is you can't tell the performers from the homeless. No, that's true. I didn't actually. I'm not going to lie. I didn't. This one <laughs> By guy, smell or denim. I thought this one guy all day, we've talked about it, he was drinking and fucking and heckling everybody. We thought he was a homeless guy. It turns out he was the lead singer of Bubs' band. <laughs> Um, and so, but he got kicked out of the band the next day. And go to uh, high school, some of the gutter punks, and yeah. I hated them. They just come to so school there smelling. Was some, there like, was some I'm metal slept punk, under level road, but it was Fuck mostly you. comedy and hip hop. And so it was all charity based. Really? Fun. Yeah. I've done a show like that before, and it was a weird mesh. Um, night one, Trey and I ate shit, but the problem was they did comedy, hip hop, comedy, hip hop, and we told. Yeah, Bubs, I did a show just like that, and it was the same shit. We told they did Bubs, DJ sets yeah. in between no, each comic. No, what you need to do is have it sanctioned off because the vibe is different yes. for music it's okay to jump and hoot either and open with the comedy. shit or yes. have a fucking middle with the yes. shit yes and day two we had a middle and it worked perfect yeah. it was much better like a halftime yes. a yes. pregame or a halftime people that mindset yes. is fine with them yes so again we are stable to stable we we do this and and again we we fair again you may be confident but you still want a good challenge you you like a good game uh, correct am I wrong I'm gonna fuck your ass uh, I don't I won't I won't deny Ooh, I'm you that sorry. did you come to this blunt competition so, thinking you weren't going to get your ass here, fixed here's some ideas that I I threw out to Terry the other day one 
we have to obviously uh, be on the same page. I think we we buy for the event. Nobody brings their own. We buy for the event. We just throw in twenty bucks a piece or whatever, right? You know, well, nothing yeah. crazy. We know but somebody. I know. I'm just yeah, saying. We, we all know somebody. This. That's how it works. Yeah. But we all mutual friend. We just throw in like twenty bucks a piece. <laughs> nothing crazy. Skilled. But enough that would get more than we need for the event. Um, here here are some suggestions and see what you think. Um, we do a round. I'm going to tell you now. I'm agreeing to any of your terms. Okay, good, good, I'm good, good. Fuck your ass. Well, then this will at least let you know what I'm it's thinking. Green eggs and ham. I'll roll you on a boat next uh, to a fox in a box awesome. with my cocks out. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. My cocks but, in a uh, box. <laughs> we do one. All right, one round with your chosen wrap of choice. Dude, I don't care. Um, one round yeah. with an uh, an unnamed rap you're unexpected for. Oh, like an airhead mystery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Is it going to be yeah. a backwards? We uh, I we I hope so. Weigh out the amount, so like a gram a piece. We're weighing so, the blunts. Yeah, I mean, uh, like like the weed. That's fair. So that's nobody fair. gets too fat, too thin. We do that's a gram a piece, fair. right? Yeah. Um, I think again we have the judge, and and so your choice that you brought of your suggested cigarello could play against you. I don't like this one again. Okay, my man, I, I will add a up. rule. I'm adding a rule right, All right now. Bring it. House grinder. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Because of the, the yeah the way the that we've broken up. Inconsistency. House yeah. grinder. House grinder. I'm, we I'm have to have a, an all time QB as a grinder. Uh, okay. <laughs> it, are we going to go things as grinding as a round, or is it all about the blunt and the rolling? No, we're not timing. Okay. It. This isn't got like it. a Japanese game show. I well, got a nice grinder right here. Then we sixty dollars. Pre grind everything. We come in. We again. We 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 throw in twenty bucks a piece or no, whatever. No, we use the same grinder. That's my point. The oh, weed we, has to be the same texture. Okay. Weight, okay. The same. Everything we'll have. All right, here you go, Terry. I think yes. this is a place. That's why you if can we're going to use the same weed, it yes. needs to be broken up the same. Terry, way. I think you should be the presenter. I think you should weigh. You know, make sure that again we get two of the same. Mm-hmm. Much like you, much like a cook or a a a, a an expediter at a restaurant would make sure the plates yeah. look the same. We're going to have to film this. So too, yes, oh totally, totally. So again, <laughs> it's so you, easy. You, you make high sure schoolers going to love us. You need to be the, the in charge okay. for that. And I, I think you. we do. I don't think we just do a single judge. Here's my idea. I'm even thinking a panel. Here's my idea. Sam's a ham. Sam hosts it. Okay. Bingy judges it. Okay. Terry produces the event. Okay. Yeah. We'll okay. have Mitch and Sam each host it. They get to wear bow ties. Okay. It'll be great. Okay. I'm down. I'm down. It'll be so again, arm tattoos. One everywhere. round with your blunt of choice. One round with a, a mystery blunt. Yeah. Um, uh, house grinder. Okay. I'm down with that. Um, same amount per each time. Yeah. If we're weighing um, it and we're using the same weed, then it needs okay. to be broken up the same. Okay. Way. I'm down. Definitely. I'm down. House grinder. Um, so how many rounds is going to make this? We, we it's do a, only going to be one. You're one. Give up. I don't we're think just so. Smoke the I don't rest think so. Fun. Well, here's what I think. I think the winner gets whatever's left over. Okay, fine. Well, winner wins Thanks the pot. Thanks for the free weed. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it. right? Is that fair? We <laughs> yes. throw in for the event. Whatever's left over, that's fine. Winner gets. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. We're gonna win. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, what do you? I guess is it up to Bingy to judge it on whatever he wants it on? Yeah, Bingy. It's here's how you judge a blunt. It's simple. Okay. How it looks is like a fourth of the battle, and okay. I roll blunts that look sexy. So I'm not saying it's a comp. My blunt's agree. going no. to look like a. Like a perfectly thrown football. My blunt's got right. spirals. I agree, and I right. feel the same way about okay. mine, so I, I understand. Okay. The most important thing about a blunt is how it hits. Okay. If you roll, you can roll a blunt that looks sexy, but it's tight as fuck and right. it won't hit. And I fucked that up before, too. Yeah, We've so all messed them up. I get just it. Like that's sucking true. On My it. point is, if we're going purely aesthetic, you can roll one that's not going to hit at that's all, true. but it's going to look like a goddamn You can have pencil. the opposite. It's yeah. too loose and burns in three seconds. That's my point. That so happens, too. There's going to be a couple things, and okay. we'll do it on like a, a one to five, because Bingy doesn't need to do one to ten. He'll okay. think too much. That's in a mental perimeter where it's healthy to not single have judge only we, one we don't yeah okay we don't want to have a panic attack bingy's a fair one-sided judge we don't need like a russian judge conspiracy like okay. i said bingy wants me to lose so, that's but fair bingy All doesn't right. want to be wrong i do so. treat bingy with respect so yeah. I, I say that just, that could yeah. be bingy will not want me to lose okay trust me so, uh, he, i mean he will want me to lose he will now, not obviously want me to we yeah. present them blind 
correct? He doesn't know which is yeah, which. I exactly. mean, obviously, that's the thing. And we can't, we just lay two out, A and B. Yeah. We do the Pepsi challenge, A and B, because we don't want any bias. Yeah. We lay them out A and B. And uh, we say these were the, I mean, these were the, you know, whatever. And yeah. he, he knows. So that's fine. Okay. I like that. I like yeah. that. I'm down. I'm and the down. other thing about Bingy being the judge is the chaos factor. He's literally an idiot. That's true. He doesn't even know what weed smells like. It's true. So uh, he proved that to me today. So it's one of those things to where Bingy is, will be able to be the like mainstream like media audience, okay. like the the guppy, the sheep, the most basic form uh, to the, judge the, it. The test audience. Right. Yeah, Bingy okay. is the test screening audience okay. of this. So our, here's the, here's the purest the, form. Now here's the next question. Are we simulcasting this? Or is it how who who show we doing this on? We could simulcast it, I suppose. I mean, that would be hey, what great cross branding. Everybody knows the NWO invasion is one of those things people love. Again, in wrestling fans, any crossover from a comic book, two bands appearing together on the same you know song for whatever. So I say we simulcast it. How crazy is that, Terry? That sounds great. Yeah. Okay, is that is that impossible? It's your job to do? easier, Terry. Does I it? Guarantee you're on board. <laughs> yeah, you mean so. record once? I'm in. Yeah. So we simulcast it, but I'm down with filming it. Yeah. Put it on YouTube. Okay. I'm I'm totally down. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I think we can do that. Two rounds, then add up the points, one through five, uh, right? Well, uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, the third round would okay, be something okay. fantastic. But that's what I'm about to say. Works. How about a freestyle round? Whatever you want, anything you want, fucking anything you want to bring. One of your three footers, bring a three footer. I don't have the weed for that. Okay, I, I that's true. That's true. Okay, that. I like I like three rounds. I like best two out of three for whatever you know. I like I like an add up the points, but I like gonna, a three I'm round. Need one round. I think it's even. That's fine. I'm gonna break your will. You get a five, and I get three ones. That still beats me. I get it. Uh, I'll, I'm not afraid to be beaten, but I'm definitely not afraid to try. So mm-hmm. you're doing rounds and points. Um, okay, so I'm, which which you like better, points or rounds? All right, here's my idea. Okay, All right, for the third round, backwoods. Okay, <laughs> I'm, that'd be I've never done that, so I got it's but a backwoods. All right, all right. It's a little bit different. Okay, imagine if a leafed cigar. Okay, fucked a swisher. Okay, all right. Okay, it's, it's not like a baby leaf cigar. Okay. It has the t- like literally like half the texture of a Swisher and half the texture of a Leaf cigar. Okay. So uh, again, I'm not afraid to try. It's mm-hmm. like uh, again one of those crazy '80s, you know, Canadian strap pole matches. Backwoods you would see. are fantastic. They're okay. really sweet. I love them. But it's one of those things to where the only people that use them are people that know how to roll fucking blunt. It, okay. Really so good. here's the deal. So that's a master class. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I've never done it. I'm confident enough. To take that class on the spot, I got time to practice you if I want. Say you got a week. Get you a pack yeah. of backwoods. So they're cheap and easy. We'll plan this. Get you the purple bag, the honey sweets. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're really good. Here's my splitting them's a bitch. Use a razor to a razor to split them. Okay, it's not like a normal real though because of the leaf texture. Use a razor. To I'm split typically them. a thumb splitter. I so am too. Now, That's why I'm but saying. But I do razors sometimes. Razor I use a razor on stale. If they're stale, I'll use yeah. a razor because if you thumb break a stale, it is trash, yeah. shredded wheat. But I, I razor a, a stale one, or if I'm doing multiples in one time, I'll razor them just for speed. Well, for the comp, I can do. I love the thumb split, and for the competition, thumb split's perfect. Okay, I'm yeah, down too because that makes a difference. That that shows your true skill. Yeah. You now, get the straight line. I actually think, to be honest, I think a razored is harder to get the seal. 
I think some well, split seems this, to, to my, stick better. My girlfriend at the time got me this little keychain thing that's like a circle. You run it through? Yeah. yeah. How's that? Piece of oh, shit? Oh, it's beautiful. Is for, it? Okay. I was going to say, for a backwoods, it's the best thing ever. Okay. It's the only thing I really okay. use it for is a backwoods Okay, now. so is thumb split a, uh, a mandatory except for the backwoods yeah, round? Yeah, for the backwoods, I'll bring my blunt splitter. Okay. For okay. The, it's a basically a well, backwoods Well, tell you what. I, no, no, no. I'll bring my razor blade, but blades are blades are accepted for that round. Bring your own. Yeah. So basically also, that's... Also, banning filters, the use of any stupid fucking filters don't use or any that. of that stupid don't use shit. any of that yeah, no, no no don't use any of that no and, card tricks and here's the go i'm gonna go ahead and say this too no table rolling bullshit. no table rolling yeah it's all these half-assed tricks people try to use oh, i don't know what that's just about. a hand roll but here's what i am gonna say no i'm gonna call the no european roll no tobacco oh that no tobacco that in that you're stupid yeah don't that's you fucking no 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 tobacco what's wrong all with you all right so okay all right yeah. we're down i'm down i'm down i'm down you just dug your own grave. Dude. I, you know, I'm not afraid. I'm fucking, I'm not afraid. That's I'm good. not afraid. That's you know good. what? I'm so not afraid. I'm going to take the last one. You have the other utensil. I'm going to do one right now just in spite, man. Fuck it. That's how, it. yeah, I'm, I'm going to. Tell but. you what, you fill it with weed, I'll roll it, and I'll let you know what you're in for. See now, see, I did one earlier. Because I'm out of weed now, so I can't just do it. Oh, oh, well, that's that's not in the thing. Well, here, there you go. The, you make your, you, the, yeah, make and your trust thing. me, this is how good I am. I'll be entertaining as fuck as I do this. That's fine, that's fine. Because you know what? Here's your chance. I'm going to put you on the spot because it has been a blast to have you here. This has been a lot of fun. I've been but- wanting to be on. You can ask Terry. Like you said earlier, like when we were talking about live shows off mic, mm-hmm. that jealousy or whatever, I was like, why does he not want me on? Is he afraid to ask me? I no. hate when people are afraid to ask me. I'm no. right here. I see. So here's the He's thing. had these fucking open mics on. Why am I not on? Why I'll tell you. I'll answer that. And Just I'll be being a dick. No, I will answer that you right me, now. You have me like mentally thinking mean things about people that I enjoy being around. Quite the opposite. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Here's the truth. When I first started the show, and and Mitch offered me the gig and said, "You can have your own show. What do you want to do?" I said, "I want to do a talk show. I want to do a redneck Rogan. That's that was my shtick." And you you have clearly also been on the the idea that that is a perfect analogy for the show. And that was my goal was just do a talk show with interesting people, sit around, chill, tell stories, get into whatever we wanted, but just talk and interview in basic style. And so I had all this short list of people I wanted to have on that were all already on the network with their own show, and I just didn't want to flood it with that. Yeah, I and feel so that. And yeah. so that was my thing, is I had to kind of go through, um, and I, I had to, you know, I didn't want all comics. I tried, you know, I brought a, a wrestler, a gubernatorial candidate, a magician, a, a musician. Um, you know, we brought on other people, um, comics of different levels and different stuff. So um, I just, I was really, it was almost the opposite. It was too embarrassed to ask almost like there's no way people to do it and you were one of the people that again i wanted on sam i wanted sam on you know um uh and i, I wanted the, the you guys on but i just i was like i don't want to i don't want to inbreed the network and be too much in in the face i was like so i gotta kind of space it out so and this was just the perfect chance when when i laughingly told terry about it terry was like chase said he's down but he wants to come on the show and promote it first and i was like are you kidding me that's great <laughs> that's perfect that's a wonderful human being that was my idea great story. I said, that's great. my way to finally get on his fucking show no 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 <laughs> and i was in my deal. living room i was like i'll do it but uh, only if i finally get on his fucking show yeah no we're we, we're like the Masons, you know how you, you become one, you ask. John, my uh, interesting-ass stepdad, was the grand poobah of his lodge, youngest ever. So you know that to be one, I've been to their to induction ceremony. One. They so do to, this really funny clap, and, and they wear aprons. So to come on, pictures dance. of George Washington in apron and apron nice. stuff. And yeah, it's really weird. I like... They I, use words like esoteric. Esoteric. John was the youngest one in there by 20 years, and he was 42. 
Wow. It's basically like a veterans club in okay. Tennessee, but there's bigger, whatever, fancier ones around the world. I am, I'm not a Mason. I'm familiar with it, but I know of the Masons well. I am not a Freemason. I'll put that disclaimer out there. I, you know, I, I'm not opposed to that kind of thing. I just, I'm not. I don't, uh, I just don't join those you kind of You said it like it was gay marriage. It's like, I'm not a Mason, but I don't hate it. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, that. if you're a Mason, you were born a Mason. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. No, it's not. There's a uh, weird, rigorous induction ceremony where they like put fake spiders on you. Oh, then I'm out. I'm out right away. Yeah. I wouldn't even let them. They were decorating for Halloween at work. I wouldn't even let them put a fake spider on my desk. They were stretching <laughs> out this spider web, which the web doesn't bother me because it's just cotton. Um, and they had a spider in it. And I was like, that has to go right now. Get it off my desk <laughs> right now. Here. I have severe arachnophobia. Do and you I, really? Yeah, and I don't take jokes about it well. Where did it come from? Um, no, no particular place. Damn, it was severe because you got all like, I don't fucking take jokes about it well. Yeah, no. You're, you, you're like, <laughs> dead trick. daughter jokes. I'm fine. If you joke about fucking spiders, dude, I'm going to get uh, a serious <laughs> So, <laughs> triggered. That's a real ass fear. Dead daughter jokes. Fine, I get it. We'll take it in stride. Spiders, dude, dude. I have limits. <laughs> that's a joke it's you need thing. to talk about on stage. It's, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. It's you one thing about on stage being offended, moment. but the every Halloween you have to tell people basically like you don't take practical jokes about it. Well, you don't want to like haunted houses things. You you got you you have to be that's honest. me with onions. Don't sneak one exactly. in my food thinking you're going to get one over on okay. me. I'm so going to vomit violently on your table and then call you a motherfucker. There's nothing wrong with making fun of things. So people make fun of people that are afraid your of spiders. Your blunt tastes like suntan lotion. Um, it's just what I had. Um, if the uh, <laughs> it's peach. Uh, if the if 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 if, if, a, if you have a real phobia, making fun of the phobia isn't the joke. And I don't mind if you make people with spiders. Terry, Google if there's jokes. a phobia of onions because I have that. Um, oh, I'm sure there is. I really um, do. It's half punchline, half But fact. what I have to watch is like Halloween people putting like, you know, the fake one or bringing the little remote control one around the corner and or shit like that. And I just go, nope, don't. They have no. remote control spiders now? Like RC yeah. cars? Oh, yeah. And so you have to RC tell people. RC spiders? That's why I come with uh, a disclaimer because I think if you have a true phobia, you don't have a disclaimer on we, me personally. Like oh. when you, why, that I, <laughs> I, it comes with the arachnophobia. I have arachnophobia. I don't take jokes about it well. So don't do the hand on my shoulder. Don't throw a rubber spider in my lap. None of that shit's funny. Yeah, like when you say I don't take jokes about it well, you act like it was a spider that killed you. No, daughter. no, I did. There's like, nothing. It's crazy. I've never had a spider incident, but it's just my. I don't watch movies about it. I don't. I was about to say, uh, did you watch like arachnophobia too? No, young? dude. I was already had arachnophobia. My Were you mom, like a kid and like saw a nope, brown recluse? Nope. The story of arachnophobia is the following. VCR era, my mom used to go rent movies. She comes in and she says, hey, you want to watch a movie, which was always cool. We would do that a lot. And I got to watch a lot of cool movies. She would watch like, you know, all kinds of, you know, hits of the time and stuff and introduce me to classics. And I loved it. All the spider so, hits. Well, she says, come in, sit down. I was like, cool. So I come in and get comfy under the blanket, got some popcorn, got a drink. I'm settled in, watch the previews. We're in movie boner mode already, right? <laughs> and then it turns out it's arachnophobia. And I was like, you're a bitch. Fuck you. This more you fuck you. You're scratching your eye with nervous energy. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, dude. uh, I don't I don't do well with it. But uh, uh, it's just uh, the thing. Uh, It's not happening. Uh, The fear of onions is called alumophobia. Alumophobia with an A or an I? Uh, With with an A and an I. It's like Mm -hmm. aluminum. Oh. You're alumophobic if you have a fear of onions. Uh, so if I'm British, I would have alumophobia. I can't do it. Aluminium. Aluminiophobia. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That's a real ass thing. Everybody um, has a real phobia, and there's nothing uh, funny no, about like somebody's No, when I bite feelings. into an onion, I get my body goes cold, I shiver, and then I'll either throw up or we'll just like... No, it, I could have gone two days without eating. Any oh, hunger goes away. Shit. It's just like a... 
Oh, I love onions. That sucks. But uh, yeah, food allergies blow. My kids have them. I, I don't, don't think I'm allergic. I think it's a deep-seated hate. Oh, awesome. I'm that way with ketchup. Uh, I'm not allergic to ketchup, but I find it to be the don't devil's sauce. Don't tell Aaron sauce. Chastain that. He bathes uh, in that shit. I hate ketchup. I won't we even We have to get, get Chastain on your show next time he's in town. Yeah, see, we've tried. And you're going to have a ketchup debate. He was in town. He he's in town for a week here soon for yeah, the holidays. Yeah, I talked to him. We're going to have to try and get him. I'll get his bitch ass on, okay. and then I'll get him on our show the next day. Um, we, uh, in my house, uh, if you eat ketchup, that's fine, but I'm not getting it. I'm not handing it across the table for you. Um, I'm not touching that shit. Um, you I want to warn you now, white owls were some of my favorite blunts to use in high school. Nice. Yeah, you, uh, I used to be an Optimo guy. I love Optimo. And, uh, I, I'm a Swisher guy by state. I, I liked I like the Dutchies the for a while I'm, when I'm they gave Swiss. you those in the little plastic tubes. They used to have those French vanilla Dutchies as one of the few sure flavored Rillos that I like. The, huh. du- the Dutch master. I prefer a flavor. I'm not going to lie. I prefer a flavor. I prefer that uh, the taste. Some are better than others. Um, the Arctic Ice I love. They Do you ever have a Rillo that you didn't get to try that you wanted to? No. Gucci Mane and Yo Gotti made their own Rillo called Hunted Raps. Hunted they made a song for it. Okay. But I never got to buy them because none of the places here had them. And okay. it was before like the days where I could just buy one offline. I I okay, see I've never done any of that. Um I had it, Terry bitched about my, my um my Arctic ice for so long. Yeah, he should. Yeah, and I get it. I get it. It's polarizing. You smoked the blunts of somebody that has the, the highest score on DDR machines. The when I brought the next day, um, I had been given these organic hemp. No, no, it was those organic, things are pretty gluten-free. cool. Gluten free. It was like gluten free or some shit. Those things are pretty cool. And uh, they they're not my thing, but I, they're like I really them. thick papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I have you first, seen the plant cellulose ones? They're like see through. They have them blunt size now. No, I used to work in a head shop, and yeah, I remember the I wrote, celluloid. Yeah, uh, I wrote a joke about how much I hate them. I remember the papers, which I did hate. Um, yeah, they make blunt size ones now. Dude, and they're a little you know, thicker. I lived in a head, I worked in a head shop. We had all these different types of papers of all kinds, and I got to try different things. We had these ones. I don't know if you've ever seen them that have their own wire in them, so they actually make a roach clip by the end. Oh wow! No. Yeah, that's so, a little too sketchy. Uh, yeah, but people loved them. They're apparently big in Europe, but they have a tiny wire in it, yeah, kind of so like a, a center. Um, I like David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Of course you do. Um, they had a wire in them, and so as it burnt, it would like stick out and bend down. So when you get to the bottom, you can kind of hold it like opera glasses. Um, <laughs> it's, which, like, it's like a fuse. <laughs> kinda. It almost reminded me of like a burnt sparkler. Um, a burnt sparkler? That's yeah. That's something you've encountered before. You've never burned a sparkler before? Oh, like, as I thought... A kid? Sorry, I was thinking sprinkler. Sparkler. No, and you know how sparkler, like the metal kind of bends yeah. down? Yeah, and it's so like a, it it's a drippy like ash. Yes. Like opium burns. Yes, yes. Uh, so it you worked like that. opium in a blunt like I have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Your little opium wick, put it in um, the middle. I uh, See, that I, would be a cool round three. What, you lace it with? Up, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> a nice laced round? Yeah, let's see what Bingy ends up with. <laughs> I would, I would, I, if I had my we choice. We don't tell Bingy it's laced? If I had my choice, it would be Can we hash. do that as the third round's a prank on Bingy? Mm. Everyone wins? <laughs> That's the worst prank ever. We lace one with Coke and the other one with mm. opium. That mm. way he, no, the opium's good. It's after the Coke blunt. It's a perfect uh, come down. Uh, Drug uh, culture in full effect. Yeah, I've done all that years ago. Same here. Um, I haven't I, done I, that I, shit in I'm years. too old for that shit for now. I did Coke last year with a young girlfriend. I've never one done time coke. and regretted it. Never Did done ecstasy coke. and coke for the first time in a years, years you last know, I, uh, year. You trying can't to be doing that this trying age, to fit bro. in. Yeah, no, I felt it for three days afterwards. I've never done coke. I, I've smoked a lot of pot in my day, and uh, years ago I did a lot of psychedelics. Not a lot, but just the right amount. Because with psychedelics, if you do a lot, you I did about your... yeah. I wasn't. I had friends that started doing that shit like three or four <sighs> times a fucking month. Oh, you were go to work. You're like, are you retarded? I knew a kid um, that literally went crazy because he did it like three times a week for like I a two would months. Do it span. Like, is the guy that. 
thinks he's the orange juice bottle? No. I uh, would do it a once. Tyler Thompson. Maybe uh, twice a year. He was like a popular you know? kid, and then he went nuts. Just, every now, just a couple times a year would pop up, and I would buy it and I save it. I gotta have the mood, because I'm yes. too cerebral as it yes. is. It's gotta no be one way. of those moods where I have no fear of the thought. The and the older I get... It's like that, that goes yeah. away. You well, you can't trip I, at this again, age. Again, yeah. I, I don't think I could. I, I due to my again my daughter, the divorce years, the things I've been through. I don't think I could either. Right. I t- I'll be um, honest with you. The, the most fun times kids. I've ever tripped is when it's been a spontaneous decision because I haven't had time to overthink it. I, I never did too much of those spontaneous. I've never I, been able to plan trip. Oh, I'm a great trip planner. Oh my no. god. So for me, I would. Only, I went to the mall on acid. I don't leave the house. Setting Brookstone for three the hours. They were afraid to kick me no. out. I have I have tripped in public, but in general, I, I tend to be. I do consider myself. We can. We'll see with. We're not going to see with tripping. We're not. It's not going to happen. But we'll see with blunts. But for tripping, I I consider myself a you Gandalf. Ever, you ever uh, laced a blunt uh, with um with um fucking uh liquid promethazine, liquid lean? No. Oh, it's the shit. I don't even know what that is. Um, it's cough syrup. But for me, there was a time when I used to love tripping, and I would take. I'd make sure I had like the next day off. Because I, I don't want to do anything. I, 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 I'm planning to be hungover, right? That's I would the take thing. the next day off. I like night off. tripping more than day tripping. Me too. Um, I, I make sure I have all the right movies, all the right music, all the right snacks. I make sure I have weed. If I don't have weed, I'm not going to trip. It's just not going to happen. I will cancel. If the weed guy can't bails on me, I'm tra- canceling no, I'm my trip. No, I'm the same way. Now, a lot of times what Lindsay I'm and I used to I'm going to tell the Coke story here in a minute, Terry, just because that reminded me of my conditions of my time um, doing Coke. Oh, I boy. introduced... <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope our moms don't listen to this one. <laughs> hey, we were young and dumb. <coughs> My mom knows. We're Who allowed to have our phase. I've done every drug except coke in front of my mom. Um, I used to. Um, I introduced Lindsay. My mom did coke while I was in the womb, so she did that in front of me. No shit. Yeah. My parents are squares. Did, in her defense, and I'll say it like her, it was, it was before I knew. Nope, that's fair. Uh, my mom was a, like a two pack a day smoker when I was uh, uh, in the womb. My mom's and counter defense is she hate ate her. a lot of fish. Uh, I think that's also bad for pregnancy. Yeah. <coughs> um, I um I know it for in my case it was a different time. People didn't know the same. Um, you know it just was what it was, and I'm not bitching about it. But the funny thing is, um. I used to trip, could do it, introduce Lindsay, and, and we would have these fun times. We actually tripped the night before we got Wait, engaged. Have you hit this yet? Yeah. We yeah. actually got Did in- you see your defeat in the future? Um, you know, it's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenger I'm worth. I didn't even put effort into that. I did that while talking. <laughs> okay. You know, that's fine. I looked, I'm all the, for I looked it. in your eyes more than I looked at the blunt. That's great. <laughs> I told you. Maybe we should do a round blindfold. Maybe that's the third round. Again, I, ran, right. I did it running from the cops I, at night. What do you think of that? Blindfolded in the woods. Round. <laughs> I think round three, blindfolded. I, I'm down... Your your shell of choice. Your sh- your I'll do it. Obstacle course. We'll make a blunt stickle course. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but it's uh, how you do it. Is you put all the weed that's left that the <coughs> winner gets at the end of the motherfucker, and nice. then we roll our blunt at the end like oh, Ninja Warrior. Ooh, mm. We press the button, the fog goes off. Well, back in the in. back in the day when Lindsay and I were doing it, we did it the uh, the night before we got engaged and on our honeymoon. So we tripped balls on our honeymoon in a, a hot tub, and so that's a good I, honeymoon. I just, yeah, it was great. My mom and John took Nathaniel and I with them on the honeymoon and made it a family. Uh, Okay. vacation oh that's it's still awesome though that in and in, in, destined in, florida 
That's cool. That's Destin's cool. badass. Uh, we went to Myrtle Beach for Bike Week. Hell yeah, uh, yeah, you did, Prince. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. We went to Myrtle Beach. You for bike are week. a walking caricature. <laughs> That's what we did. Uh, you're, we, a, you're a Vince McMahon gimmick <laughs> in 1994. Thank you, thank you. Blackjack Cadillac, my tribute to 80s bad, bad guy wrestlers. God damn it! Um, but we spent uh, three days in a cabin in Gatlinburg where we got married, and then we uh, went to Myrtle That's Beach. Also, where John, and my mom got married nice. in Gatlinburg. We uh, well, we did it in the the, the the Smoky Mountain National Park. We didn't do it actually in Gatlinburg. We we did it. We had a little bit more class to you. We did this Robin Hood kind of thing, and not like of course you not did. like in dress. Because you didn't have like a fucking Viking wedding. No, no, no. It was just us. We did a real chill because it was cheap. It was free. We just all we had to do was sign up for a permit, and we got it. And so we just this was beautiful waterfall, and and there's a little place where people get married. That's it's fam- what it's famous for. And you just rent it. You put in and rent it for that day. Is it called Marriage Falls? Um, Cataract falls, obviously, because you can't see the future imploding on you from that point. No, that's um, a good dad joke. It is. It is good. And so, um, but, a good but toast. You couldn't like decorate or anything, so there's no cost involved. So it was cool. Um, and we just had this chill little wedding with like you know maybe twenty of us uh, by the waterfall. Spent a couple days in a cabin there, trip balls and the 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 overlooking patio outside with the hot tub. It was awesome. Yeah. And then we took off to Myrtle Beach for Bike Week for the rest of the week. And that's that one great. hell of a way to like follow a trip. Went through this really spiritual journey. Now, bike week. Going to butt crack topia. <laughs> Our thing with tripping, when Lindsay and I became a trip team, our big thing when we That's would do it. a serious term. Um, yeah, because I used to do it by myself. Again, I would just have a night off, have the next day off, sit around, eat some acid, pay, play with, pet my cat. Tripping by myself um, sounds petrifying. Oh, I loved it. I loved it, that man. That sounds petrifying. Um, I didn't start that way. Obviously, I had to become a trip master before I could, but I love it. Um, it's probably what I would do now. But, oh, man. Uh, um, having Lindsay as a trip partner was great. She was a blast. She, was, she took right to it, had a lot of fun. She was a lot of because you, as you know, you have to be around people you enjoy being around. Yeah, and the right people and the wrong people are definitely impactful on the it's all experience. About energy, man. It really is. You can make fun, and I do too. But it really is. No, it's real. <clears throat> what we used to do was before we had an event, like said we had concert tickets on, say you know Sunday, we would trip Saturday night. And that way, you know, how we'd have like this whole weekend experience. We would enjoy the show and have fun and build up on Saturday, tripping, doing our thing. Sunday, we would, you know, get up, sleep all day because we could be hungover, sleep all day, get up, smoke a few bowls, eat some greasy food, go out to eat, have this whole experience. And so there was a lot of fun to tie all that together. And that's actually how we got engaged. We had plans to go um, see a play and a trip the night before, got up the next day, you know, chilling, hanging out and, and doing the thing. And before we went to the play i proposed and so it was all it was actually a fun part of our lives back then so hell yeah dude yeah and i always made sure to have the again the right entertainment everything it makes a difference man right you snacks. Have the right music the right everything <laughs> the um when we tripped um on our honeymoon it was fun we spent first part in the the hot tub out on the patio and then we decided to you know chill watch cartoons do the chill stuff and you know there's the big silk sheeted bed in the hot in the cabin downstairs Ooh. yeah it was also be hot tv and we, yeah. we decided that's that where we the would get magic the food back. happens uh, no dude we were so tired from from <laughs> everything the day of the wedding so we, we like, nap it it was that the first three days of our wedding or honeymoon was just napping but we so we decided to chill get in bed coming down you know that moment where you're like i'm tired i need food there was a ton of fruit left over from the the wedding uh reception so we just like those those great fruit trays of like you know strawberries and pineapples and which are great when you're tripping balls absolutely yeah. fantastic so we just it was fantastic so we have these wonderful memories of our early relationship but i couldn't do it now i just don't think i could um it's too exhausting it is it is it the is. older i got at the end of trips it'd be like the last two hours and be like this is too long i'm ready for this to have been done 
I'm aware enough to where I would like to be able to sleep now because I'm yeah. I'm aware enough to know I'm fucking myself for tomorrow. I just don't think uh, I don't think uh, as much as I know and as much as I can control and and because I can't. It's like lucid dreaming. You either let it control you or you can control it. Yeah. And I'm good at controlling it. Um, I I get loose sometimes and have to reel it back in. Um, but I, I, again, now I just don't know if I I don't know if I have the mental fortitude to withstand the the dark moments. You you do your best to fight them off by setting the mood and and being again lucid dreaming to shift gears, but the dark moments still are going to hit at times. And and how you act is really what makes a difference in where it goes. And anybody who's taken a psychedelic drug knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't think I could hide from those corners anymore. I think I get trapped in them. Same here. I really do. I'm too cerebral. Yeah. Part of me, yeah. Part of me still longs for it and thinks because there are those. Um, spiritual inner peace moments you do find. Well, part of me wants to try DMT because apparently it only lasts like 15 I've minutes. I've never thought about That's it. That's the only reason I'd want to try it. Really? Just trip again, but, but it for like 15 minutes. It feels minutes. like three hours, right? Or something like that. I don't give a shit. Apparently it's only 15 minutes. All right, so acid or mushrooms? Uh, I, I half ate the shrooms is the best because I get what I call the bubbles. Just okay. giggly, dumb high. Uh, take it, ate the shrooms, it's way more intense than taking a couple hits of acid. I can take acid and go out in public. If I take a, yeah. if I take yeah, too much mushroom, shrooms, I can't do shrooms it's in too intense. No. I so, can do acid and go to a club or something. I didn't like to, but I could. I have ate the shrooms is my favorite dose of any psychedelic, uh, but if I'm going to heavy trip, I'm going acid. I prefer acid. I prefer acid. I like the feel More better. manageable. Yeah. The yeah. body is yeah, not as yeah. fucked. Here, okay, here's how I've always described it. I use, I use psychedelic string theory. And for oh, those of you who've oh, done both, huh. bear with me. So obviously, anybody that knows the idea of a string and waves understands yeah. how it works. To me, acid is a longer string with less higher waves. Mushrooms is a shorter string with higher peaks and valleys. Yeah, like and a so heart monitor. I think, yeah, and I think mushrooms to me was always more intense, but it didn't last as long. And I think acid, again, was more of a longer journey, but it wasn't as crazy up and down. Smoother ride. Yeah, yeah, so that's the way I always looked at it. Yeah. Sir, I tell you what, this episode has been a smooth ride. You have been absolutely a blast. Well, I really you. do appreciate you coming on. I know we were bullshitting earlier, but, um, and I'm looking forward to our, um, oh, we need to come, Blunt Mania? No. Uh, blunt at the Beach? No. Um, yeah, we, yeah, I like that. Blunt at the Beach? <laughs> I mean, it's a wrestling um, insider baseball. Into Mitch's house. Uh, you know, the Royal Blumble? I don't know. Um, mm. Uh, we need to come up with something. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we need to come up with something um, for the for the bluntathon and and make that. But outside of that, um, I know we can find you on Halfle. Um Where can we find you? For anybody who's listened to this episode and was not aware of your show and aware of you as a person, which is definitely a sad, sad thing because you're an awesome person to be aware of. Aww. Where can we find you? What can we? What do you got coming up? As high as fucking. I know you mentioned tour yeah. outside. I don't know if you're uh, too early to mention that. But yeah, we're still booking dates okay. on it. But we're gonna do a run in the southeast in January. I'll be in like Auburn and Kentucky and. Nice. Huntsville, Alabama, Paducah, Kentucky, Dayton, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Bowling Green, Ohio, Nashville, probably Chattanooga. <coughs> may go, I don't know. Depends. Might add, may, may make it longer, may not. Florida. But maybe. Uh, Facebook, yeah. we can find you on Facebook, right? Yeah, I don't have a Twitter. Okay. It's weird trying to like get celebrities either. to say hi I don't to me. Tweet. Yeah, I don't do it. Strange. I'm right. on Facebook. Any, uh, I'm opinionated. I'm cute. Any shows coming up in the next little while here uh, locally or around outside nah, of this tour plan? Nah, dude. You can right. Catch me at. On Halfle or an open mic being mad. Um, I got all the road stuff and pushed off okay. until January. Trying to find someone else, somewhere else to live. Okay. Main priority. I know uh, that feeling. After I find that, I'll probably go to Atlanta for a little while. I like 
doing that. Cool. I've never been. Uh, I mean, I've been to Atlanta. I've never performed there, um, but I have been to Atlanta for various things, obviously in my life. I but. think I may be doing Johnson City in December. Still okay. working that out. Nice. Uh, Couple of venues up there. I don't get up there as much as I like. Yeah, I was up there last couple weeks ago, nice. and it was fantastic. Nice. It's a good. Uh, every time I've been it there, was it was a good well. time. Um, but I actually don't get up there that too often. Uh, Hunter Roberts, uh, who I love, gets me up there once in a blue moon. Um, but uh, that's awesome. We'll definitely um, always anything you have going on, you can come on here and promote it. We're always happy Thank to have you. you. We don't mind. Uh, uh, we figure that's that's the how we buy your time. You come on, hang out, you know, tell your story, bullshit with us, and we give you a, a place to uh, let us know where we can find you and plug anything you got to plug. Cool. I think that's a fair trade. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole also, point of Cambear Sexy. <laughs> it's a website we're going to start where mm-hmm. it's fat. Mm-hmm. Hairy men sleeping naked for like eight hours. It's called called hibernation porn. We invented it on half of last week. And we're starting a website called Cambear.sexy. Okay, so uh, it's very Terry, important. Yes. Stop. We're going to end this interview right now. Um, I no longer want to have anybody on their show who has this idea, and I was not one of their first choices for models. <laughs> Trey Pack um, was I'm, the inspiration. You know that's fair. Okay, okay. Because he has like, sleep at like, and I'm not trying to be jealous, but like, come on, dude. Like, you want a fat, hairy guy? Yeah. I know I'm not that fat. We need but a I'm staff. tubby, and I'm hairy. And I like to sleep for eight hours. We so. need a roster so you can we, be on board. Okay. You know, large hairy men in some now, some cultures can be referred to as bears. Oh so, yeah, no, no, so sleeping bears. Hibernation. No, I, I get it. I, I spent years yeah. working at a gay bar. I'm, I'm uh, outside of <laughs> yeah. the sucking dick. I'm a bear, and the bears love me because I'm one of them. And and, and yeah, my best friend go. from high school is a bear, and so I get it. Totally get it. <laughs> yeah, so you can be on canbear.sex. Um, I know I sleep uh, uh, in the nude. I don't know if that makes a difference. That's what we need. Okay, That's good. exactly what we need. It's hibernation porn. Sort of. In a fetal position, typically, yeah. like I don't know. Cambear.sexy. Okay. That's my business venture. Do that I still we're get a blanket? On. I mean, you can't use it. It's all about the viewer. It's like a cam system. Well, that's rough. Yeah, I, the first video that we release is Trey is going to say "slutty bears hibernates eight hours." <coughs> okay, gonna sell like hotcakes. I like it. I like that it. our bear will eat. I like it. Trey's been on. We're, we're very familiar with Trey around here, so we will definitely um, also. Uh, it's Trey Pack, that. y'all. Um, he did his uh, Johnny Cash apparently last night, all dressed in black. Yeah. Um, I told him he looked more like Ring of Fudge. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> but I, I love Trey. So, but here's uh, here's what else I love. I love countdowns. I love lists. I love cheese. And so, therefore, I love the five to drive. Five episodes. I ask every guest to drive this episode home. Yeah. And I love this let's, shit. Let's do this. Let's do this. And so for, for anybody who is tuning in for the first time, um, we we love the um, Inside the Actor Studio questionnaire that James Lipton asks every guest. You know, what sound do you love? What sound do you hate? And I love the idea of that. And so I wanted to end every episode with a countdown of questions. And the first Ta-da. one is always a top five because I love top five lists. It's something I'm into. I, I, I just a shtick of mine. I love, you know, countdowns and watch mojo videos and all that shit. <laughs> and so I do. And so I wanted the first question of the five to drive to be a top five customized for each guest. Mm-hmm. And so for each guest, now the rest of the questions are all these stock questions, but this one made just for you and this specific episode alone. You even mentioned on it earlier that something that caught me by the time you mentioned talking about um, how certain movies made you want to just sit and put in a certain mood. And so with the the blunt challenge at hand, and I know you love movies and art in general, but I wanted your top five 
favorite stoner movies. And mm. when I say stoner movies, it doesn't have to be a movie about stoners. Yeah. But what it's about is that moment where say you get some good weed, tax money hit, and you get to roll fat yeah. ones, and you yeah. have a night, and you go, this yeah. is my event is yeah. smoking weed, but what else do I want to do? What right. movie popped in is motivated yeah. by the smoking of weed? In the same way beer has its own things that makes you want to do events. So what top five favorite movies, if you're going to sit down and roll a blunt or smoke a joint or hit that awesome pipe you don't pull out that often, but those movies that you're going to put in because that's what you're doing, what's your top five favorites? Okay, let's see here. Uh, number one, without a doubt... Easily, we'll start off on top. Number one is the greatest movie that was ever made. Okay, Con Air. Okay, <laughs> Con Air is the greatest thing that's uh, ever been done. It's a solid stoner movie. It's the best thing that's ever been made. Put Ensemble the bunny cast back. back in the box. Love it. Love it. Dave Love Chappelle, it. bro. Yeah. Number two, uh, starring the greatest actor of all time, and who I believe is God. And this is a simulation, and we're living in his total recall. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, excellent. Starring excellent. Kurt Russell. Excellent. That is Love my that. God. Great choice. Great choice. Uh, big, uh, yeah, I would say. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, number three is a personal favorite of mine, a movie hated by most, and fuck them, uh, Ready to Rumble. <laughs> oh, I love Ready to Rumble. Yeah, dude. Jimmy right, King no, is my no, shit, no, dude. No, no, Jimmy so King I is... I love Yes. Him. No, I can't I will promote this enough. You. Yeah, okay. So, yes, admittedly, Oliver yeah. Platt is a terrible choice for wrestling champion, but it, the he irony was so good. Role, so it was great. That was amazing. And here's the thing. You don't... People see movies like that and a good example for me too that I mentioned is Detroit Rock City Yeah, my wife always goes but I hate Kiss and I go it's not about Kiss Yeah, dude. it's about Kiss fans <laughs> yeah, it's dude. about fans of anything I'm so that with can, you right now I mean Ready to Rumble is about fans of wrestling but you don't have to like wrestling it's about the dopey fan yeah, shit dude. they do um, uh, uh, fanboys I love Star Wars but you don't have to like Star Wars it's about dopey fanboys it's yeah, even dude. in the goddamn title and so I, I love Ready to Rumble that is an, I, great choice Yeah, thank fantastic you. funny um, uh, I love it. Wakey, wakey, hands off, snakey. Yeah, right. Um, uh, yeah, it's great. I say that uh, shit to this day, nice. actually. I really do. Uh, Kid uh, Rock's sister is in that. I don't know if you know really? that. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Kid Rock's sister is the girl that... I'd love to um, learn something new about that um, movie. Yeah, Kid Rock's sister is the girl in the drive-thru that he flirts with all the time. No shit. No shit. That's magnificent. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought you might like that. That's badass, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know tons of Kid Rock trivia. It's just something <laughs> I'm into. Um, uh, go no, ahead. All right. Number uh, four would be probably the movie uh, Street Fighter with John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> okay, I've never actually seen it. I'm familiar, oh, but I've never seen it. Oh, it's fantastic to watch Stone. And all right. For all Julia puts on an acting clinic, and, <coughs> oh, and yeah. the whole time in real life, John Claude Van Damme's just doing obscene amounts of coke and having an affair with Kylie nice. Minogue, which, you nice. know what? She's beautiful. So. Uh, okay, I agree. And he's beautiful. Imagine if they would have had a kid. Wow, I didn't even know that she would have been the most that. beautiful child ever made. If Kylie Minogue and John Claude Van Damme, the okay. most flexible and beautiful child ever made. Okay, it would be magnificent. I like Kylie Minogue, so yeah. I'm down with she that. She plays Cammy. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't catch. It. I knew Raul Julia, yeah. and I've seen like Saget and a few of the other guys that I don't know the actor. Zagat and Zangief, Vega. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, hilarious. I've never seen it. I'll have watch to watch it. it sometimes. Get stoned okay. and watch it. It's All hilarious. Right. I'll give that a shot. Okay. Uh, I right, got one more. You got a good list so far. Con Air, excellent. Big Trouble in Little China, great choice. Again, Ready to Rumble, fantastic. And Street Fighter, I'll have to check out. So <laughs> what else you got? Uh, honestly, and this one's for me. Okay. And a lot of people can be thrown off by it. It's whatever. This movie's fantastic. Uh, and especially Stone, uh, Spice World. Okay, okay. I love the Spice Girls. The Spice uh, World. 
I don't. Uh, I, don't I don't really like their music that much. Oh, see, I do. That movie do. is fan fucking tastic. Okay, all right, I'll check that. out. I almost said Mean Girls, but I'm gonna say Spice Girls. Mean Girls World. is good too. Uh, yeah, mean solid. Girls is too is good too. Yeah. I love Mean Girls. I'm, I'm gonna say Spice World. So, see, when I made my list, my problem was so two weeks ago. Well, it's funny I say that, but my favorite genre of film to watch Stone mm-hmm. is B horror. Oh, excellent! Yeah, the, um, I yeah. I didn't put I any B horror on the titles my, of them. See, so. I didn't put any on mine because there are movies that come to, to mind first. Exactly. But, um, um, were, I did have come real close to putting Killer Clowns from Outer Space on mine. I love I that love too. That movie. The, um, the dumber the the killer, the, if it can be a killer doll. Oh yeah, dude. If it dresses up in, in like a furry costume or like a pie, I don't give a shit. The more early WWF gimmick the, the slasher yes. is, the, the happier yes. I am with yes. the movie. Uh, Slay Ride or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's it is. my favorite genre stone. So, so normally, again, I try to avoid the basics of like who's your favorite actor, who's your favorite comedian. I save those. I, again, so favorite speed dating right, questions, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I make them more personal. Favorite stoner movies, you know, things like that. So um, I, I try to go very personalized for the person. Um, because I know you're the kind of person who will buy a sack of weed and make an event out of that night. What am I going to do? What's my meal for this night going to be? What's my movie of yeah, choice? I've got chicken right. marinating. If I exactly. Get so I knew you were the perfect person. It's for called, this. A, it's called well, a Bon Jovi Two Friday. weeks ago, we decided to get to know our deadbeat family. So Terry was my guest. And Stage we talked movies. Yes, because we got Mitch in on for his episode for Stage Diver Family and, and the people that make Deadbeat Radio what it is. So the people that are always acknowledged, but we wanted to give them their time. And Terry, being his movie-making self, got top five favorite movies. I gave him the big dog. And so um, a lot of my favorite stoner movies were that same list. And I was like, I can't do the same list again. Because, uh, you know, I make my list in advance. So because I like to share lists and talk about the ones. And, oh, I hadn't thought about that choice. And um, so I, I made kind of a, a sub list. Because, again, several of my favorite movies were on there. And I didn't want to get, like, the Easy Rider and Big Lebowski and whatnot. Yeah, I love um, Big Lebowski. And, and High Fidelity. And Those. Kingpin. I, I'm kind of mad I didn't think of Kingpin. <laughs> you never <laughs> do. You, you always pull one out. Um, uh, I, get, I get days to think about this. Emily caught me off guard last week with one. I was like, you're the first guest to ever make me rethink my list. Because um, I get time to prepare and you, you bitches are put on the spot. But like I said, Big Lebowski and Easy Rider and High Fidelity were in my movie list. So I didn't want to put them on there. But those are big ones for me. But uh, my list, again, starts off kind of whack. And, uh, and you can make fun of me. But uh, Magnolia. I fucking love Magnolia. <laughs> I hate Tom Cruise. I know. I hate him. But I love Magnolia. It is just one of those movies that like I only liked it. I just love it. I love it. It's great. But it's Rain of Frogs. But it had to. I just to me it's so like it's, I don't know. There's one of those things that I just love. So uh, and uh, total opposite in the spectrum. Um, Blazing Saddles. Dude, I love Blazing Saddles. Um, again, talk about offending everybody. Um, I absolutely love it. It's one of those that I've seen a thousand times, and yeah. every joke is still as funny to me now as it is the first movie. time I saw it. Because a lot of movies, you're like, I like that joke, but it's not as funny. I didn't blow milk out my nose like the first time I saw it. Yeah. And um, Blazing Saddles is one of those, like, I will still blow milk out my nose. Um, not that I drink milk and, and watch Blazing Saddles, but anyway. It's a weird thing um, to do. Yeah, and then uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That's a big one for me. I oh, love. hell yeah. <coughs> he just wants his bike back. He just wants his bike back. And I I just one of those movies I love and I would love to sit there and just all night watch and chill. 
Um, and then again, uh, I, I I like to bob, I like to weave. We go from Pee Wee to dude Roadhouse. Fucking hell I, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, holy me-ho. shit! I love Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott and Roadhouse is what I want to be when I grow yeah. up. That's, a sign of my uh, mom's white trash. Is she uh, go, anytime she sees Sam Elliott, she goes, "He's so damn handsome." He is. I would fuck him. Um, he is amazing, especially in the Roadhouse mask yeah. era. You know. Um, I love it, love it. And I, I love him as anti-Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec. Yeah, and then the big Brilliant. Lebowski, and he plays God, basically. Uh, yeah, dude. Or the Stranger. I like her yeah. style, too, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's so great. And then he also does the beef, What's it's what's for dinner. Yeah. Beef, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Only you can prevent forest fires. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so now he's Smokey the Bear. So uh, Roadhouse, love it. And then... I'm bringing out my uh, my my closeted gay side, dude. I I will throw on Jesus Christ Superstar or Hair in a heartbeat. Oh, shit. Fucking love them. I mean, I thought you were gonna say nice Birdcage. I like Birdcage, but uh, I Great love movie. I love yeah. musicals, and so I will bust out Jesus Christ I hate Superstar musicals. or Hair. Those are my two. I big hate ones. musicals. There's only two I like. Okay, Little Shop of Horrors. Okay. Good. And then South Park movies technically musical. That's good. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll <laughs> give you that. Two musicals I can do. Oh, dude, I love them. I love them. We um we drove all the way to Birmingham, Alabama to see Jesus Christ Superstar live. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Yeah, that's because I missed the first ten minutes when we in Nashville, and I got pissy and that made her so go you, watch it. You again. had to do it. Yep. I love it. You. I love it. It's just cheese ball, but in the best way, and so I love People it. People got their shit. I like anime. Yeah, so, I mean, I, see, I don't, but I get it. I'm, I don't hate on it. I, I can't hate it. on musicals. I like nah, anime. That's a, it's, that's I got true. my weird thing that's androgynous in nature. You know what? Anything you're a fandom of, whether it's sports, again, the big nerd sports is the stereotype, but it's like, you you just a sports nerd. I'm a this nerd. It's a, We're all nerds. It's all good. Yeah. You know, we don't have to be dicks about it. Playful ribbing is fun. You've, you've heard my Star Wars joke before. Obviously, yeah. I bust on Star Trek, Doctor Who, Firefly, but it's like, it's like I the don't Jim, care. It's like the uh, Jim Florentine joke. Yeah, it's that, like uh, fantasy football's D&D for nerds. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, hey, man, we're all the same. I don't I don't hate you for your choices. It's just fun to bust balls. So that, yeah. those are, and you know what? I can't hate you for this list. This is fantastic. Okay. This is great. All right. That's so shit. Next on the five to drive, again, as you know, we love the stable mentality. We love the the idea of a comic book super team up. We love the idea of, again, a road warriors, et cetera. We love the stable. And so um, we give you your own four horsemen for a night, your own fantastic four, your so own fab four. Three people you get to pick me. three living celebrities living. to make your night of your posse, your stable, anything you want. So what's our goal? Just to exist? Whatever the fuck you want, man. You All do right. whatever you want. It's your stable. Just it's your existing. posse. It's your like... fantastic four, your four horsemen of the night, three living Shit. celebrities. Damn. We've had some excellent answers. So, you, but And again, it's got to be living, so we put that in there so you, you don't pull out the bullshit. Freddie Mercury, Jesus, John F. Kennedy. We want something. We want you to think about it. Three living celebrities. Damn, dude. A good choice. Mine was Tom Waits, Stone Cold, and Alex Jones. That's so. not bad. Yeah, thanks. That's really not bad. Yeah, thanks. <sighs> Man. Uh, we've had porn stars, presidents, scientists, oh, a lot man. of wrestlers. A lot of wrestlers. I would imagine. Yeah, a lot of wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Damn, dude. I, I see, I, I like to get to know people, and this is how you do it. Again, top fidelity is in yeah. my high time, is in my top fives. He says it brilliantly. It's what you love, not 
what is it? How does he say? It's it's what you like. Oh, it's what you like, not what you are like. The things you like matter. That's how people get to know you is by the choices you make in things. And so that's why I like these lists. They show who you really are. We've spent almost two hours with you telling your beautiful story. Now let's expose you with a Rorschach test of <laughs> of fun. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Hmm. Um, Warren's a very low-key person. It's okay. just a person. He's like my favorite comedian right now. Uh, Nick Mullen. He's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know the name. What is it? His, Let me write the his name. name's Nick Mullen. He has a podcast called Come Town that makes like $40,000 a month on Patreon. <laughs> wow. Fucking hilarious comedian. Okay. I'll check him out. I don't know it. Um, <coughs> he would be one. Odd enough, we haven't had a lot of comedians on the lists. We've yeah. had a lot of comedians on the show, but frequently not comedians picked. Yeah. Hmm. The other ones, it's it's tough, dude. Well, you you like, got your night, man. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Your three living celebrities to party with, to fucking play That's like, play I don't D&D know if they with. would correlate well together. That's half the fun, man. <laughs> but know? think about it. Part of the beauty of the stable or the, the, stable or the wrestling, or the, the superhero super team up yeah. is the drama. That's half the fun. That, that they when, don't work together, When the together, fucking shield breaks anyway. up or when fucking they throw somebody the four horsemen. That, that's yeah. part of the best part so half that uh, you know well, mine's gonna be set up for chaos because it's gonna be all over the place all right, all right. yeah like that's weird i'm trying to think like because i'm very picky i got a lot of people i'm super fans of but it's like if i have to pick three i gotta make sure it's the right three so big mullen was kind of easy okay okay uh damn uh we're gonna say Gucci Mane. Okay, Gucci Mane. All right, cool. It's like I love his music. He's not like my favorite. We've not got a ton of rappers. It's just that he would be, a few. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying he'd be really fun to okay. hang out with. He's a pretty lay lay back guy. He's gonna have really good weed. And uh, a lot see, of it. no, I think the weed makes it because last week, um, yeah. uh, 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 shit, Emily had put. Um, What's the the six nine dude? Uh, oh, Takashi six nine. Oh, put, fuck that. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I can't hate that choice because that would be a dude. That <laughs> that's would a dude I want to beat the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, see, that would that's a dude that would bring a ton of weed and a ton of money and just be yeah. like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Nah, we can order. Like, 100 I know I'm crystals. supposed to hate him, and I hate that I do because yeah. I play into his marketing. Yeah. But I do want to beat the fuck out. Oh, of me dude. too. Me yeah. too. Me too. He's a good oh, heel. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's totally a good yeah. heel. I put I put Nas on my list. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a few rappers. We had a few. It's not something we get. It's just I know of, for a fact he'd be a blast to be yeah. around, and he'd totally have awesome drugs. Yeah. He'd probably buy drinks for a lot of people. Yes. Beautiful women. Yes. So, like, Nick Mullen and I could be curmudgeons while Gucci Mane is, like, so positive uh, okay, that okay. it would counteract us, and he's enough of a hero and an influence of mine since early high school still in uh-huh. weed days. All right, that's, our, that's, that's three so far. That's two. Yeah, Because well, you you're the us, three. Yeah. You're the third. Yeah, yeah, that's three so far. Last one. Damn. You know the funny thing? The <laughs> I'm n- hard at commitment, dude. You know the other four uh, reference we could give? We ever get a litter person be like, you get your own four-man posse like the three musketeers. Uh, <laughs> Plus one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, because there's always that fourth yeah, yeah. one that makes no sense. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Not that anybody literary would ever come on the show, but if it ever happens. <laughs> you want to come a deadbeat Because we try and make a reference. You know, again, we've had a lot of wrestling fans, so everybody gets the stable. We've had quite a few comic book fans, so people get the super team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we thought for musicians, the fab four, you get your own four. So, again, if we do get a literary type, for your own four-man posse, you get your own three the Musketeers. And that's, uh, again, very inside baseball for the literary world, I for think. book readers. Yeah, which yeah. is not me. I don't, I don't read books. I like to be read, too. Well, Honestly, yeah, I'm gonna say Vince McMahon. Oh, you know what? How has that not been a choice so far? You know what? You know Vince would be fun. He's an asshole, but he would be a fun asshole. I know his favorite two words are "goddamn it." He would be and, one of those people that'd be like, "No, yeah. 
<laughs> we'll get the whole restaurant. No, I'll buy every seat. Let's do we'll it. We'll get every steak in there. there. Prime rib for everybody. That's like, right. Yeah, you know. So Vince would be fun. Vince would be fun. And the questions. If I can get him drunk, have oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the scenario in my mind is I did a show. And they watched, and they're like, oh, high five. That can be at the peak of confidence yes, and comfort. Yes. And I feel like I can be at a level to interact with these men. Brilliant. So I think so. we're hanging out after a show. I crushed. We're having drinks. We're eating lobster. Vince, Gucci's got blunts. It's a music video. <laughs> that's a good list. Yeah, that's my that's list. That's a good list. That's the next. After you look up Nick Mullen, you'll be like, oh, oh well, no, I'll check him out. I, I should have He did a roast him. battle against Jamie Kilstein after all the controversy. Mm, I'm sure I'm familiar with it. Ripped him apart. Nice. It was fun. I'll check that out. Like I said, I'm not familiar with the name. Um, Emily gave me one last week, too. I got to check out. So that's good. Excellent, excellent posse. Excellent uh, stable. Yeah, dude, that's my clique. So again, I know we have admitted uh, our love for odd things that people don't expect of us. And so um, I, I I, openly wear mine on my sleeve. But I love B-movies and disco and cheesy music. And so I like to know what people's guilty pleasures. What's your guilty pleasure? What's that thing you I'll say love? anime. Or, like I said, okay, anime is yeah. one that... like I don't like the, che- like the weird... Like girls with big eyes and little skirt oh, yeah. anime and shit I can't like get that. Into it. Like that's that's one cliche. Of anime. You like Dragon Ball-y kind of stuff, stuff like that. But like, I, like I like a lot of animes. Like I don't know. Like it's it's got to have some action to it. Okay. Or it's got to be really funny. There's some really cleverly well written shit out there. I know people love just, it, yeah. and I, I I knock it. Some jokingly, of the best written shit I've seen just it. in any form of television is I don't like, like some the animes. art form. I don't like the the aesthetics. I just a I lot know of them some are very different. different. One that I know you would like. Okay, and I mean this. I, I swear. Okay. I mean it. Okay. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. You'll love and it. Here's why I laugh. And again, in the way that we we all cross a line, so we, we're all on the table. So in this case, I'm going to put you on the table. Um, every, 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 every time anybody who loves anime hears you say, you don't like anime. Oh yeah, there's always check. They my always shit out. go. Yeah. No, no, no. You would love this one. Trust me. They would love this one. Trust me. And to me, that's the funniest thing because it's like, do you do this to vegetarians? No, no, no. Wait, have you eaten prime rib? I no, would. You would like prime rib. I hate vegetarians. You would like prime rib. I do too. But Plants feel pain. That's a dumb discovered thing. That. So, um, Joe, most of the time people give me cowboy bebop and bleach. Those are the two big everybody. Okay, recommend. here's the thing with bebop. Bebop's very hard to tell somebody to because it's a very slow build. Bebop's great, but it's you gotta like anime and jazz uh, to like I don't. Bebop. I like some jazz. I know I you. No, okay. I know you. Okay, okay. And I also know Bebop's like my one of my favorites as well. Mm-hmm. So there is some bias, but I know you. Okay. There's no way that your hipster trash in you uh-huh. doesn't radiate to be to uh, JoJo's, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Okay, okay. There's like five seasons out now. Uh-huh. The manga or the Japanese comic for those uneducated, right? right uh, I'm means uh, like you don't like it, but I'm familiar. There's there's uh, like tons of them out now. It's like way ahead, uh, but it's been out since the 80s. Okay. The first two seasons are all 80s. All the characters, for the most part are based off of 80s hair metal singers or 80s hair metal bands. Okay, so All their far, abilities you, or stuff like that are based off of 80s hair metal songs attention. or 80s hair metal albums. So it's like... It's very pro wrestling. Everyone's uh, very over the top and drawn in ways to where uh, it looks very pro wrestling. Ah, so far. Yeah. It sounds like gym for dudes, and I'm interested. And um, it's, it's got all the, the art, It's got nice over the top The art can make stuff. or break it, but... Um, it's the only manga artist okay. whose artist art is in the loo. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
I've had art in my bathroom before, check out, so that makes yeah. sense. That's, check out JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, okay, okay. I'm, you know, I'm even gonna. I'm, Honestly, since it's Halloween right now, the first two seasons are all kind of vampire driven in a sense okay. too. Now, I did like Vampire Hunter D the movie. I have yeah. to admit to that. I did like that. Oh, this is completely. Um, different now, in all that. fairness, this lesbian I was dating wanted to watch it, and I really wanted to get in her panties again. And we, we were dating for a while. And so I watched it, and I got in the panties too. But it's a um, culture it was great. exchange. Um, and know? so I did like it. I, I it was one of those I begrudgingly watched just to get some pussy and then i was like all right it's good i still want the pussy don't get me wrong but it was good i did like it Uh, i'll check it out Um, jojo's bizarre adventure is mag fucking now i have to say it's an anime that a lot of anime fans don't really know about i've never heard of it i mean i'm familiar with a lot of anime anime even not liking it okay because again i have anime fans i work in at the video in japan it's huge because like i said it's been around since the 80s and it's still going so it's it's huge there but I do have to say, though, in all hypocritical it, it, it's uh, bizarre. form. It's bizarre. It earned its bizarre title. As much as I name. don't like anime and anime art, a lot of my favorite childhood cartoons technically are anime, G.I. Joe, shit like that. Yeah. So it's like, uh, but I can't say too much. I guess much. if I had a, a guilty pleasure, per se, it would probably be that. Or like one of my favorite bands is The Counting Crows. Okay. Fucking love The Counting Crows. I'm a, I'm Goes a, against all of my curmudgeon image. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, I yeah. adore yeah. The Counting Crows. I, I'm a huge Hootie and the Blowfish fan, so I, I can be in your... a shit mood and just listen to Mr. Jones. <sighs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just happens. I had a friend who used to think the song Mr. Jones was about his penis. I mean, it, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear it differently now after yeah. he, he, he asked me. He's like, man, it's about his penis, right? And I was that's like, I think it's about his happen. manager, but I hear it differently now. So that's yeah. a good, that's good. Excellent, excellent so far. So, um, again, I think in the tradition of the show, we take um, different turns. We talk about real things, and then we have some humor, and we take light, and we take dark. We talked about dark subjects today, so we, we take this nice emotional... I was emotional... born in the dark. Well, yeah, I was born in the dark. Spotman, I was born in the dark. You merely adopted it. I was born in it. My parents fucked uh, in it. So I was conceived in, in here. In that frame of mind, we will take emotional dip and when I let you die what would you like written on your tombstone I don't want a tombstone okay I want to be cremated in a fucking jar okay all right thrown somewhere fun then here's then we 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 adjust we make additions last week Emily hit me with a good one she said I'm going to live forever and I had to on the spot go okay it was good and I said well sounds miserable because the whole point about I could go for a couple hundred okay but I'm sure after that it'd be like a long trip I'm ready to come off now yeah that's kind of my theory um the point being you have to leave a legacy so for her I gave her one Stitched denim jacket, what for, wear to forever? Of course so it was for a you, stitched denim jacket. That's, yeah, that's how I do it. And she gets to carve her legacy on that. For you, in your urn before you toss it, what do you want etched on it? What do you want that last legacy, no matter how long it lasts in the toss, to be? Once you've left this mortal coil, what do you want it to say? Uh, don't fucking um. Damned. Uh, it's hard to think about. I know, but we want uh, we uh, want interesting people. We want interesting legacies. That's why we're here. Um, so you get one. Honestly, yeah. Uh, uh, he's dead now. It's not about you. Okay. Okay. That's good. That would look good on an urn. You could do it in like a you. All right. So here's how I picture that on a beautiful like carved like a wrestling yeah. belt with a lot of filigree I, I don't and in the social, banners. Yeah. I don't Ooh, want a perfect. social media post with my picture perfect. and a paragraph about how I hung out with someone. Okay. It's not about them. Okay. I died. That's and fair. I'm it's gone. Good. It's good. I like that. That's what I want. 
on the urn, and then I want it thrown so, somewhere that I, I was fond of. So I'll take care of that. If you ever if you ever pass away and I'm around, I'll make sure that's what happens. Yeah, I'll dude. make sure. I'll, I'll pull this episode out. We'll describe it. We'll be, nope, here's what you said. You want to urn, tossed. We're going to do Throw this. Throw it at like the pyramids of Egypt. Okay. Okay. Right. Like, that'll make me like half alien at that point. Mm, I'd, be so, I'd, be, I'd die so happy. Okay. I will. I will. If I have any control, I will do yeah, that. Yeah, like at so. that point, I'll be up in heaven. God's like reviewing my life. He's like, we're probably sending you to hell. I'll be like, hold on, pause. You see that? And he'll be like, is that the pyramids? I'm like, yeah, dude. If it ever I don't comes, give a fuck what happens now. I made it. If it ever comes to a, a Graham Parsons style situation, I'll make sure to steal your body, burn it, put it in there, and you know, Thank you. and then toss it for that. I will do that. Yeah, I would hope people would read. My friends would reach I out will. to me on Ouija board. I will. Um, you know, well, I'll give that. I'll, there needs I'll, to be more you know. graffiti art of that. Yo, Ouija board, Tom. Sawyer, man. Like, I'm bored down here. Mm. Talk to me. Good, good. So, again, we don't want to leave on a down note. So, the final question in the five to drive is... It's my favorite cereal. Yeah, is... No, that's a good one, though. Um, we'll we'll add that next time. I you, want you can cereal still now, it. but I'm broke. Um, maybe it's your favorite cereal, but when you, when you want to be... When you have the choice to be wherever you want to be... Where's your happy place? Where's your choice to be when you don't have any responsibilities? Oh, simple. You have no stopping. That's any very place simple. you want to be, where do you want to be? In my computer chair. Okay. Watching dumb shit on okay. TV. It's easy. Uh, just, yeah. Zone out and watch other people be creative for a change. Take a break. That's you my know. shit. Like, a beach is fine. All that stuff's fancy and stuff, and those things are fine, but after, like, a week and all... And like I won't go back home, like yeah. any vacation. But so like the happy place that I seem to not get too sick of, the one I like to go back to, my zen, my center, totally just the the living room chilling. Yeah, that's my spot. That was mine too. And here's the thing: yeah. this is nothing fancy. Nope. That actually not like Mount Rushmore, the Grand Fucking Canyon, or anything like that. No. It's... Here's here's honestly why that's the most beautiful answer is because the whole point when I I decided to do this show was to bring on different people to sit down and have a conversation to learn that we all have stories and we're all very similar and that you know what even though we may disagree we're not um uh we're not that different and that actually Terry can back me up he's been here for every fucking episode of this show that is some variation the most common answer given um including my own yeah. and so again we, sure. we we come together and find out that we are all closer to what we may not know, but to, to each other than we think. Yeah. Um, and so I well, love I that would, answer. I would like for it to be like a movie to where it's like, well, I got this rock in this park, and I mm. just, it's got the best skipping rocks, and <laughs> I think really well there, you know, but nice. it doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah it's it's no. not like I, I got this bench in this park, and I, for some reason I get inspired there. I've met some cool people there, hot dog stand. It's no, it's in real life, it's just, I like my bubble. My That's bubble's me. nice. I, mean, I agree. It, no. For it's got me. my scent there. It's got my dead skin cells all over the place. <sighs> I just sitting there and rot. Butt shape in the couch cushion. Yeah. Um, my for me, it's the couch. My wife on the yeah. end. The kids running in and out. Here's watching the thing: videos. anybody that doesn't say that, I wouldn't trust because they're yeah. lying. Now I, they're trying too hard to to like be perceived as something besides just a normal person. If someone says something like the gym, the track, like, I think the stage the, the would be a studio, fair answer for me. This, I do love being on stage. Yeah, I would but it's it's like it's a, yeah, it's something a tool would say. Yeah, I agree. Because at the end of the day, it's like being on stage is fine, but it's still work. I'd much it's rather be in front of the fucking TV. Yeah, if I could get paid to just watch <sighs> shit I like. Yeah, so that's my point. Like, 
I agree. Yeah, I agree. it's just the honest answer. I, I, it really is, and it's the most common. It is for me. Again, you know, Lindsay some people on the would be town, afraid to say that because they would feel like it's it would cite lack of inspiration. But to me, it's just like no. Even if you're inspired, you still need a fucking downtime. Well, I agree, and like, it's honest. Any Nobel Prize winner would probably say the same thing if they thought about it. Right? No, probably fucking living room next to my rocket trophy, whatever yeah. the hell. I get people who say like out in the garage working on my car. I get that. That's a decent answer. You know, like I would. I like cooking that. a lot in the kitchen yeah. you know like that would be a good one for me I, like my i made breakfast this morning whenever like it's a long day or whatever it's like i i like to cook it's therapeutic i, I oh. get that dopamine drip of hey you did something productive yeah. for you this is healthier for you good job chase but for me it's part yeah. of the family too because like um it's a family activity kids are coming in and out oh, can i have a piece of bacon daddy and you, you know you're doing the thing and Lindsay's there and a lot of times we'll yeah. roll us up one and so i have a little you know i'll take the laptop and watch you know some seinfeld reruns yeah. while i'm making so i to me that's just an extension of the couch with Lindsay on one side and kids running in and out. Yeah. So it's the same thing for me, yeah. but yeah. It's I, just, uh, that's my whole thing. I agree. Simple. Well, Chase, um, it has been a pleasure having you here. Yeah, you have this been a great fun. interview. You're welcome back anytime. Smooth ride. Um, and like I said, we will we will make plans. We will we will prepare. Blunt but this, this will happen. Yeah, will happen. We, we yeah. will happen. And like I said, we'll simulcast it. And I'm not afraid to play the game, win, lose, or draw. And I'm going I, down, dude. I, I am glad to do that. But um, here's what I do do. I like to always let uh, the audience know because here's the deal. And I think you you are the same kind of guy that that I'm not arrogant about what I do, but I do appreciate anybody who appreciates me, and anybody at a show. Um, that comes up and says, thanks, man, I like the show. I always stop to say, th- you're, thank you, I appreciate it. You know, I get compliments on my beard, places people just comment, you know, and I always stop to say thank you. Because if you appreciate what I do, including this show, I appreciate you. And so you... It's a very Mr. Rogersy. You know, but I think it's fair. Um, it's actually more Ronnie James D.O.E. There you go. Um, Ronnie James D.O. The main villain of JoJo's yeah. Bizarre Adventure, yeah. named Dio. You've already sold me. You already sold me. There you go. Because here's the deal. I do pick that up from Dio. Because Dio uh, was in Rainbow with uh, Ronnie. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, with uh, Richie Blackmore. Yeah. And um, he always in interviews talked about Richie Blackmore would just do the show, get in the bus, and leave. And Ronnie was like, "Fuck that! These guys are the reason we're here." And Ronnie would stay till like they would turn the lights off, and he'd still be signing autographs because there were some fans there. And I kind of appreciate that because, again, I'm not on any D.O. level, but sometimes in any scene, people come up and tell you they liked your show, they appreciate your jokes, they buy your merch, and I always, always stop to thank them and appreciate them. And so, like yourself for wanting to come on the show, I appreciate you for being here. Like the people who are listening, I do appreciate them, and I try to sign off always and tell them how much I appreciate them and let them know that my philosophy towards fans are this simple. I couldn't do it without you. I couldn't do it without people being there to watch or listen. And, and it comes down to this, a crowd without a comic is still a crowd, but a comic without a crowd is just a narcissistic asshole with a microphone. Yep. And that's it. So We'll see you next time on Debbie Radio here on Stage Diver Network. Thanks for having me. Man, it's been a blast. Chase Dyer. Boom. Lou, Terry Snow, and myself, Lance yeah. Adams. We'll be here next time. We did it, boys. We did it. Tater Jim in the house. Memphis.
When you took the practice scholastic aptitude test, did you know the answers or did you guess? You were like gimmicks to amuse your fans and act all urban to jack up your sound scan. What's the matter with you? How come you write modern syllabic plays? Atrophy shrinking your entire vocabulary. Your style's like garbage cans meant to be taken out on a weekly basis. Ever since you first record, you've been in state of suspended animation. You look like Snuffleupagus and Australopithecus, me, Craig, you Abacus. Enough about you, let's talk about me and how single handedly I need to find the science of radio astronomy. Make a Nobel Prize winner's question the notions of reality. Oh, but I digress. You play sorry, I play chess. Please pardon me if you check me.